Okay, we're recording now. What was that sound? Liza, it's just... She's just making little, like, chirps. She's just She's, like, almost dude. quacking. Little chirp sounds, like a little... Did oh, you say something funny? Jumping. No. Because she's, she's quacking up right now. Oh, boy. Good one. <sighs> what? Yeah, she just me out in protest. We're st- or in agreement. <laughs> we're starting off on the right foot. Dude, I, uh, I am not fully better right now. Um, <laughs> but no I am better yeah. than I was. Dude, I was... I was going through it. You were really going through it last, last week. So I uh, forgive me. My voice is still a little scratchy. I'm still uh-huh. very slightly congested. But it is truly incredible uh, what getting two full nights of sleep in a row <laughs> will do for you. It's for ridiculous. The sick body. Or the healthy you. body, really. <laughs> like, just as a human being, sleep is important. And then when you're sick, it's even worse. It's, it's like, wild. You, like, you need sleep more, I mean. I, I remember when I was a kid, I, you know, especially when I was a teenager, I would sleep for maybe six hours a night. You know, I'd stay oh, up yeah. late playing video games and like at, until like one in the morning and then wake up at 615 to like go to school. I don't know how I did it. Either. I did it five, six days a week and I, I was 100 percent fine all the time. I don't know how I did it. Just let Liza chew on it. If, if you know what, if she chews on the Christmas tree and she gets sick and throws up. She'll learn. Just let her. Well, maybe. The the for the listener, the the Christmas tree is fake. Actual pine can hurt animals. This one's fake. Liza did this last year. She ate a bunch of the parts of the fake tree. She threw them up, and then she was fine. So, and then she got really stressed, and I had to take her to the doctor for an unrelated thing. It was last Christmas with this one was really difficult. But just let her. She has to learn. You last know what I mean? Last Christmas with my stupid cat. Yeah, literally. Very next day. I had this whole like beautiful thing made out of ribbon that she ate up and then she <laughs> ate the wire part of the ribbon and then she got really sick from that. And I'm like, listen, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to learn. Anyway. What a goofball. Um oh, we were talking about being sick. We were talking oh, I don't know how I did not sleeping in college. That well, I remember too, yeah. in college high school was different. College specifically, I remember thinking that if I went to bed at a double-digit hour, I was going to bed early. Like, oh, I'm in bed by 11 or 12. I'm like a grandma. You know what I mean? I'm like, one, two o'clock is usually when I'm conking out. And then I would get up and go to an 8 a.m. class the next day and, like, be in my 20s. It was so weird. Well, the funny thing is I was able to get way more sleep in college. My my, uh, course load and my schedule were just Uh so much – or uh far less rigorous oh, than in high school cuz sure. in high school school starts earlier oh yeah and then you're you there all day five yeah five days a week yeah. you have uh i had marching band practice through mm-hmm. the fall Same. i had baseball and then swim team so like oh, year God. round i was just so booked and then honors and ap classes weird flex i know but like <laughs> there's just like a lot going on yeah. and then living with my mother that's a whole separate issue as a whole, just another yeah. added level of stress then i got to college my first semester, I had 8 a.m. classes, and then I never did that again. The earliest yeah. class I had was 9-10, which was my next semester. Mm-hmm. After that, 10-20 or later oh. for the rest of my college career. And then you have, like, uh, I was in college band, but that rehearsed three week, th- I'm sorry, three days a week mm-hmm. through the fall, and they were so chill. It was great. Um, I went to the gym sometimes, but, like. You were in college, so I was why in, would you was, go to the gym? Your metabolism exactly. is still, like, you know crazy <laughs> yeah i really wish i had folks if you're in college and you're like i'm gonna Ugh. be young and hot forever uh no you're not <laughs> i have Enjoy bad it news while it lasts. yeah i have bad news for you 
24 is going to hit and all that beer you've been drinking is going to catch up up. with you. Uh, I know from personal experience. Um, But yeah, college sleep did not matter to me. High school did not matter to me just because I was young. Now I'm 33, Uh homie. I I have been a little bit stressed at work and I've missed a little bit of sleep Uh and I got sick because of it. My, yeah. Oh, yeah. I the just body can't is hang. so. This is like a part of my pyramid. The body is so delicate. <laughs> after you get to, to, I had a roommate who used who was a PA, a, a physician's assistant, and worked in cardiology, and she used to tell me all the time that after you hit twenty five, it's all downhill for your yes. body. Yep. And I used to think like, oh, she's just like being hyperbolic. That's so not. Uh, that's so not hyperbole. That is so the truth. It's actually insane. Yeah, twenty five through like twenty seven. Yeah. We're okay. Those were about the same. After 27, I nosedived real hard. <laughs> real hard. Physically. Yes. <laughs> Literally nosediving. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Are you ready to jump into the, into the, you need to do the intro yeah, and no, get I, started? <laughs> yeah, let's do the intro. I don't want to spend too much time bullshitting because this was a, I liked this episode. I'm ready to talk about it. Okay, also, great. I just have more energy than the last one. So like, I'm, <laughs> I'm raring to go. I'm glad. I have, feel like I have lower energy when we record earlier in the day. And, but after I've had a full day of, weirdly, after I've had a full day of work and then I go climbing and then we record, I'm like really on it. Oh, that's interesting. So I'm, and I'm also eepy. I've had a, I've been very sleepy. Oh. Because this is so stupid. Actually, it's not. I have to stop doing that to myself. My therapist pointed that out to me. She was like, have you ever noticed that when you say something but that may, that maybe no one will relate to, you start it by saying this is so stupid? Yeah, no it is She's isn't. like, stop saying that. It's literally not. I'm like, you know what? Fair enough. Um, she tell her saying that is stupid. Yeah. Oh my God. Did I tell you that she's retiring? Have I told you about this? Wow. You drove her into retirement? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> she told me she was like, so she's in her seventies and she lives on the West coast. Oh, and she's we old do, as fuck. Well, she, she used to live here. And then during the pandemic, she moved to her family. Like we're out, sure. her family is in California. And so we've just been doing over the phone for the last like couple of years, which has been fine because I had like three years in person with her before she moved. For sure. So we like already had a relationship. We already had, like we were already rocking with a bunch of stuff. And then last uh, time I talked to her, which was like two weeks ago, we had a major breakthrough, major, major breakthrough. breakthrough, which was like in a good way, not in like a traumatic way, but in sure. like a, oh, let's just do this kind of way. And then she was like, so we need to have a conversation in a couple of weeks because after this December 11th, I'm not going to be seeing patients. And I was like, oh, are you going on like a holiday break? And she was like, no, I'm retiring. A holiday break, yes, but the holiday is retirement. Yeah, I was like, how long you're not going to see patients? And she was like, forever? And I was like, what are you talking about? And I don't know if we talked about her retiring and I forgot or if we never talked about it. I don't know which one of us was doing the forgetting, but she's retiring. And I'm so, we have to have a conversation tomorrow about like, you know, uh, sustaining my care and different who to transfer me to and all these other things. That makes me so sad. That's tough. And frankly, like if she's in her 70s, that's a long time to oh, practice. She's also, yes, she's a psychiatrist. She's a doctor. So she's been like in it. And she said she's retiring because she's getting married. She's going to be what? She's going to be on husband number four. Congrats. In her 70s. Hey, you and know I'm what like, they say. Girl, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Literally, she was like, um, and it's also been really nice because she has like divorced husbands who are terrible to her and has like gotten out of those like situations. Good. And so with me and my awful history with men specifically this year, she's like, I, li- I have had that experience. I can help you <coughs> not only as a doctor who like knows a thing or two, but also like woman to woman, person to person 
I get that experience. Here's how you get out of it she's from a got, doctor and woman perspective. She's like, got Ugh. decades. Oh yeah. Of dealing with men that aren't right for her. Oh yeah. She so your handful of years dealing with men that aren't right for nothing. you. Nothing. She's got you, dog. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I've been staying up really late the last couple of nights because I found a, a book that I really like and Hell I haven't yeah. been able to sleep because I've been reading too much. That's awesome. So all I have to say my energy is a little bit low because I'm thinking about this book and I'm like, why can I go? It's called um, it, it's called in my dreams I hold a knife, and it's about this like college reunion and like this friend group and one of them's dead and they never found out the killer blah blah blah. But it's like and they're trying to like, figure out who killed their friend, and when I tell you the twists and turns are like otherworldly. So I've been staying up late reading this goofy little book and being like, oh my god, I wonder who killed the friend. I love that. I also love that. Uh, we said, hey, let's do the intro like seven <laughs> minutes ago when then we just kept talking. <laughs> I can cut all that out if you want me to. No, that's, that's okay. good. <laughs> okay, here we go. We'll do the intro. You ready? Yes. Okay. Welcome back to the Pyramid, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. My name is Amanda, and I am your host every single freaking week except for the weeks that i'm not and i'm eli the dipshit participation trophy of co-hosts i remember the word trophy i'm Yay. so proud of you do i get one yes that no put your hand out let me oh, give you your trophy fi- no open your hand oh god <laughs> damn it dear listener amanda just held her hand out as though she had something in it i knew for a fact that she did not so I was going to play along and just like, oh, you're going to drop some gratitude into my hand. Nope. As soon as I opened my hand, she just flipped around and flipped me off. That's your participation trophy. God damn it. I'm so sorry, but also We're off I'm to not. a, a that was really funny. start. Uh, dude, I had such a great breakfast this morning. I had scrambled I eggs. I had, I made myself hash browns, put some hot Ooh, sauce on them. What kind of hot sauce? What brand? Uh, Frank's. Oh, yeah. Yup. Not a sponsor, so but good. could be. Uh, and this then some turkey so sausage. I just drank a protein shake for coming oh over here. God. Dog, I am good to go. Yeah. It's crazy, again, <laughs> how a full night's sleep and like <laughs> an meal? adequate breakfast yeah. can just like fix you. Yeah. Okay. This is a good segue into the pyramid. I'm going to go first. Okay. My bottom of the pyramid, even before our conversation just now, is the getting older and the random pain in your body. When oh. you wake up and you're like, why does my body hurt now? My left I'm knee. Like, Great. And it really too is, it, it is the delicacy of your, of your like <laughs> aging body. It's like, I don't think delicacy is the right or word. Or like, what, like if something's delicate. How delicate it is. Yeah. Saying something's a delicacy means it's like, uh, oh, like something that you would eat. Yes, like, like a food no, 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 no. I'm trying to like cut your toes and, and eat them, but like the delicate nature of your body. It's stupid, and I feel this specifically because I have people who have periods, people who have uteruses will understand <coughs> this. Sometimes it's just weird, and I was like, I guess I have cancer now because this month's period was really weird, and I called my mom sure. like seven different times over the course of like two weeks, and I was like, I don't know what's going on, and she was like. It is. It could literally be anything. It could be anything. It could be a vitamin thing. It could be a stress thing. It cool. could be a diet thing. It could be a sun thing. It could be a it getting cold thing. It could be literally whatever. So that's part of it. And also like the uh, like my knee hurts sometimes. Yup. And like my hips hurt sometimes. Where I wake up and I'm like, did I sleep in a 
like pretzel formation because I feel like I've been sitting cross-legged, but like my legs are like fully crossed all night. I got night. great news. Hips what? are actually kind of easy to fix. Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to say something weird? No, 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 no. This, okay. <laughs> no. In all seriousness, because like my hips are awesome. They do not lie in the words nice. of Shakira. Very nice. Uh, I got these like booty bands things. Oh, like the. That you put around. They're, yeah, they're just like. Like the rubber uh, band Stretchy thing? rubber yeah. bands. You put them around like your thighs. Uh-huh. You can do your ankles too, but that puts some stretch on your, stress on your knees. But I put them around my, uh, like right above my knees, around uh-huh. above my thighs. And I literally just, just like, like scoot sideways. Yeah. Um, you can do a bunch of different things with them, but just like doing that and then doing like dead leg swings, just like swinging your legs around. I do that before every leg work. So I do it, you know, three times a week, whatever. I need to do it before I climb. Yeah. But if you do that a couple for like, uh, like two, three minutes, a couple times a week, dude, I never have hip issues. Never. That's really nice. I think it's because I don't stretch before I climb. I just like change my clothes. You should, you should warm up beforehand. You should stretch after. I've not been doing that and it's catching up to me. Yeah. And it sucks. So my back was the same way like a couple weeks ago. I was like, I think I am literally dying because Backs my back hurts so bad. It's just like, again, before I turned the geriatric age of 27, wow. I was not feeling this pain. And now my body hurts all the time. Oh, what? shout out to Leah. It was her birthday two days ago. Did Patrick and Leah listen to this? Yes. Are you just playing with me? No. Yeah, Leah, Leah turned 28 two days ago. Happy in birthday, my, girl boss. In my brain, she's forever. Like, the two of them are just forever 26. Because, first oh, of all, they don't age. That That is that is actually so true. I need to ask them about their skincare routine. They For both, real. Like, they do not age. I think it's just, like, being happy with your life. I think it's also... What's that like? Leah's skincare secret is being successful. I think... She's just being a boss-ass I think bitch. the thing that keeps her young is what keeps, like, Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande young. It's just success. <laughs> I think that's literally it. It's just success. That's The skin is flawless because I'm successful. You're probably not wrong. Um, what's the bottom of your pyramid? The bottom of my pyramid is uh, geography. Uh, not, like, the study huh? of. Okay. Um, but... Speaking of Patrick and Leah, like some of my best friends live in other states and I can't just like see them whenever I want. I've got friends in Denver. I've got friends in Austin. I got friends in DC. I got friends in Georgia. Like they're just all over the place. Mm -hmm. And they're some of the people I love most in the world. Uh And I can't just like, Hey, you want to come over on Tuesday night and just like hang out for a little bit? Yeah, we, we can't do that. And that really sucks. Um, so speaking of Patrick and Leah, I, I am going to see them in January, so that's cool. But like, I wish I could see them all the time. Yeah. It sucks. That's it bottom of the suck. pyramid, for sure. Yeah. The only friends that I have that are <coughs> actually friends of mine that are actually out of the state are Jamie and Cecilia, who are both who have both been on the podcast before and are both in Florida. And they're both in Which Florida. Uh, they were both near Orlando at one point. Okay. And so they used to hang out together. And they'd be like, oh, we're going to go over to one of our apartments and watch The Bachelor, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that sounds really nice. I wish I lived in Actually, I don't wish I lived in Florida. I wish they lived here. I don't. If, if, it's, if my two options are here in Florida, I'm picking here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would that too. Um, yeah, you know, the funny thing is my friends started moving away just a handful of years ago. So like, uh-huh. it was about when I was your age, really, many oh months ago. That, like, people started, like, getting big person jobs or deciding, like, hey, I've been working in this field in this city for four or five years now. I think I've run out. I've, I've got an opportunity that popped up for me across the country or whatever. No, so I simply will not let that happen. It's going to start happening. No. Let's see. What it, or the middle of my pyramid, um, there is a new season of RuPaul's Drag Race that is starting January 5th, every Friday on MTV. 
And I'm excited because it's a great TV show and I love Drag Race. I'm also a little nervous because Drag Race, first of all, I do not belong to the Alphabet Mafia. I am not a queer person. I'm <laughs> unfortunately very heterosexual. I have never heard You haven't heard people, the LGBTQIA plus people be referred to as the Alphabet Mafia? That is it was, fucking hilarious. It was some conservative commentator who thought that they were really eating and really serving by being like, oh, the Alphabet Mafia. I don't even know but, all but, these but, letters. But, 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 yeah. I yeah, but so now people will just like say that. That's frequently. incredible. The Alphabet That's Mafia. so funny. <laughs> the LGBTQ plus community is the Alphabet Mafia. I am not any of those letters. I'm unfortunately very heterosexual. So I recognize that when I enter a drag space, I am a guest, right? It is not for me. It is not my space. So there's that piece of like anytime that drag race seasons start, I have to understand that I'm a spectator well, yeah. in a sport. I'm well, not, yeah, everyone's like, watching the show. Right, but, like, they are not representing – they are not doing it for me. You know what I mean? It's, I like, guess, a different community. But, but, like, it's still – like, it's a show for a reason so that, like, right. people can watch it. And I think – not to speak for the uh, Alphabet Mafia or anything, but, like, the fact that so many people watch it, like, not everyone is a part of that community. But that's kind of the point is to, like, share a piece of – like what they do and enjoy and everything yeah. with everyone else. Yeah. I just think I, I have a hard time sometimes with it because most of like my queer friends in my actual real life have said similar things of like, you know, I feel weird sometimes buying a ticket to go to a drag show because they're limited capacity. They sell out all the time, whatever. And I'm like, this isn't really my space. Like this is someone else's space. And what I hear a lot in people's experiences in my real life is like, as long as you're showing up in support and not pulling focus yeah. or like making it about you, correct? then it's fine. So the, it's just like an internal kind of thing. And like when it, when it's, you know, on air and like the show is actually going on, I'm going to want to talk about it with people in my real life who are queer people. And I don't know, like I am, I just really don't ever want to say something ignorant or something stupid and be like, she, you know, this drag queen doesn't look like a real girl or something really like problematic. I you know don't what I think mean? That you would say I would never like say that. that, but I just am always like conscientious of that. Being, it's like when white people are in the R and B and hip hop industry. Sure, the music can be for everybody, but it's not. It is not for you. You are participating and watching, <coughs> but it is not for you. So there's that piece. Okay, I mean, treading lightly is still like a good thing to do anyway. Yeah. Like being concerned about other people's feelings is just like how we should go through <laughs> life. Being empathetic. Yeah. Yeah. Weird, I'm, I know. Hot take. It is drag race is really fun to talk about. It's really fun <sighs> to watch, and it's like such a competitive, like really cool thing. And there's like artistry, obviously, that happens. There's like internal personal struggle that's you know, like worked through it and like all these really cool things. I also had a, I don't know, like I've been trying really hard to just be okay existing in those spaces as long as I am conscientious of not making it about me. Correct. So it's just in the middle because it is kind of that feeling of like, I am excited to be here. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I really don't want to fuck this up and I really want to say something problematic, but I also really, I mean, I'm not going to say something problematic because I'm not, I don't, you know, secretly feel homophobic things. So, like, my subconscious will not slip up to say something problematic. But I don't know. I just feel kind of weird 
being in those spaces and being like, I'm just happy to be here. I'm just not going to make any sudden moves because I don't want to be ignorant or like, you know, whatever. I but I also f- love drag. It's so cool. It's so fucking fun. And like being a theater kid, drag is theater. And a lot of people who are on Drag Race are you know, recovering former or current professional theater kids. Yeah. So it is all about that kind of artistry and transformation. And what I've gotten from queer people in my life is like, as long as people are like being respectful and having fun and feeling liberated, like that's what's important. It's not really about who's in and who's out. It should be in terms of like who's in and out of like the, like the club or like you're not whatever enough to be here. It's more of like a space of just like freedom. It's it's supposed to be a safe space. Right. And so you participating in, in it as a safe person, as just like, Hey, I'm just here to enjoy yeah, what's going I think on. That, yeah. That, that means you're contributing. You're not detracting. You're not distracting. Yeah. You're good. Yeah, I just know straight white girls specifically have a history of, like, tokenizing drag queens. And, like, especially in Nashville, like, they'll go to drag brunch, but they'll vote for Bill Lee. And it's like, so you like drag queens when they're, like, puppets, but you wouldn't vote for them to not be classified as sex workers in the state of Tennessee. Mm, And it's that. And I look like I belong to the racial and um, sexual orientational demographic of the oppressor historically. Yes. And I want to make myself known as a safe person without also being the annoying ally. It's just like, you know, it's just like a tenuous kind of like, I just want to watch and kind of yell at my TV and go home. I don't want to be in anybody's way. I'm just happy to be here. There is a bar, a gay bar in Nashville that watches it up on the big screens. Like people watch football and it is. Oh, that's hilarious. One of the funnest. I love that. I, I, it is one of the funnest things ever. It's next door to the biggest like gay club. It's the only, I think it's the only gay dance club in Nashville. It's the bar that's right next door. It's tribe Nashville. It's oh right yeah. Next door to okay. Play Nashville. And it's like a bar and you can like order drinks and food and whatever. And they have these big, they have a huge projector. They have TVs wrapping around the bar and they'll do like the lip sync for their lives, which is like how they determine who's going home and who's staying. And they'll, and RuPaul will be like, you know, so-and-so Shantae, you stay in the bar. It's like, God damn it. And they're like, (laughs) these grown men are like, that's bullshit. Like screaming at the TV. Like it's the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's so fun. And every time I go, I just sit and I'm like, I'm so happy to be here. That (laughs) sounds like a lot of fun, actually. The finale at Tribe is they put up like balloons and confetti and whatever. But like when it's on, it is silent. And when they determine who the winner is, it is like pandemonium. It's it's everything. It's literally so fun. So that's the middle of my pyramid. What about you? The middle of my pyramid is uh, social media. I think we've talked a decent bit about this. But like... Everyone, it's a regurgitated thought every yeah. once in a while where I'm like, oh, I fucking hate I just, cyclical, I mean. I'm like, oh, I forgot that I hate this. Yeah, it's like, it's an awesome way to keep up with your friends and, you know, Whatever. their accomplishments <laughs> and, you know, their growth in their lives and everything or like the cool places they go, the Whatever. people they meet, all yeah. that's great. But it is fun. You can hear it in my voice. It's yeah. exhausting. Oh, yeah. I spend so much time. My, like I get my, which first of all, uh, Apple stopped doing this. I get my screen time report. You can turn it off. I just got 
I'm gonna have to do that. I right turn after mine this off. Podcast. I'm like, I don't want to know. It's just like, wow, your screen time was up 19 percent last week. I'm just like, turn it fuck. off. Fuck. <laughs> I don't want to know that. That's so much. That's so much time. Yeah. That I'm, and I guarantee you, it's just like watching Instagram reels. I don't scroll Twitter much anymore because I was the, gonna ask what your platform is, bro. It's an absolute hellscape. It, it like I. So if you recall my earlier episodes. A lot of my bottom and top of the pyramid were very, like, current events oh, kinds yeah, of things. Uh-huh. You recall that? Yes. You see how, like, the past, oh, I don't know, half dozen episodes they have not been. It's yeah. because I'm not scrolling Twitter and yeah. finding out about all the nightmares that are going on right now. T. Um, and the ones that we're obviously super aware of, like Israel-Palestine right. stuff, I'm not. I mean, I have my thoughts about it, but no one needs to fucking hear it. They don't um, need to know that from I'm us. not an expert, so. I don't know fuck about shit. I don't know fuck about shit. I know a little bit about shit, but. Not much. I don't know anything. Um, anyway, and so because I've like kind of distanced myself from Twitter, I just like use it for like sports updates and highlights and things like that. Or I follow some like you know funny accounts. Yeah. Um, and like that's me. About, no, that I'm just well, obviously, but <laughs> but that's about all I use Twitter for. Instagram is is I've I've like curated my algorithm or whatever in the mm-hmm. reels to where like it's just funny shit like yeah. the, or or like wholesome animals. Or whatever, you yeah. know, things like that. Yeah. I Don't get on TikTok. TikTok is worse. TikTok is an endless scroll for for literally forever. If you stay on the app for more than an hour, it clocks that. And you'll scroll and see, a, like, TikTok, uh, like, sponsored post from TikTok, the brand, like, the company. And it'll be like, we've noticed you've been, you know on your phone or whatever, like maybe take a break. Like the app will tell you you're that's, doing too much. It's that's embarrassing. Remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> when I get it, I'm like, Oh, this is not good. The point of the app is to keep you on it. Correct. And even they're like, we've created a monster here. You need to take a break. They're like this enough is enough girl. Yeah. <coughs> that's no, really I, funny. I get that. I get that. Um, at the top of my pyramid is um the Beyonce movie. I saw it last night. The B movie, as it were. Well, that's a um, different thing. Yeah. But it's B-E-Y, the B movie. And it's not what it's called. It's called Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. Let me not besmirch her name on this on her own internet. Um, but uh, it was so good. It was three hours long and it's her Renaissance tour like concert performance that's also spliced in with like footage of her as a creative and sitting in the audience of the stadium and being like, no, this light needs to point over here. I need fog on this area. Um, there's someone, Oh, it's so embarrassing for this dude. There's someone who's telling, she's like going on a, like a, she has a little bit in there about how frustrating it is to be a woman in her position and to always be like repeating herself or people not believing her when she knows what she wants or, you know, not moving fast enough or like, you know, whatever. Which is so crazy because, like, she's Beyonce, so yeah. I don't know how she's still going through that, but you see it in real time because there's a technician who they, like, alter his voice a little bit to protect his anonymity, probably, because he's like, so they don't make a camera track that will go the radius of the circle that we have for the stage right now. And she goes, what do you mean they don't make them? And she, he's like, we can't buy one. They don't make them. And she was like, Yes, they do. She was like, I was just looking at some earlier, and she like shows a listing like on her phone or whatever, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah." So he was just bullshitting her because he, I don't know, didn't want to do the work or whatever. But anyway, so there's like all this footage of her like kind of cutting in and out, and it's so interesting. And then you see her in concert. She at one point talks about um, 
she's like, you know, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm like a real human being, I'm a friend, I'm a sister, all these things. And then she's like, and then I'm a performer. And then I'm also a CEO and director. And she's like, when I'm a performer, honestly, I can't be responsible for that person's Ah. actions. She's like, I don't really know, but I always (laughs) come back to like who I am as a human, you know. And there's nothing truly that will put me back on an album like a concert. Like, going to a concert that promotes a specific album, I'm like, I didn't even know this song was on the album, or, like, whatever. And seeing that movie, I literally cannot stop listening. And I really enjoyed the first half of Renaissance, but I fall off on um, Plastic Off the Sofa and Virgo's Groove, which are in the center of that album. That's where I kind of always will drop off. The back half of that album is so good and I didn't realize that until I saw the movie and I was like I looked at my sister and I was like are all these songs on renaissance and she was like yeah you idiot and I was like I really need to get on that and I went back and listened I was like holy fuck this album is so good um and it's a bunch of footage from a bunch of different cities and so there are moments where they will transition like you probably have seen clips of the Coachella performance where they switch from the yellow hoodies to the pink hoodies in the marching band transition. No, I don't know. Well, they will like do the same, obviously the same choreography every single night. And so at different moments when they're like turning or when they're like hitting a certain pose, it'll change to a new city. So the outfit's completely different. Yeah. And the transitions are clean because they're Beyonce's uh, dancers. They're exactly perfect. The exact same every single night, every time. And the transitions are really cool. And, like, the footage of her and Jay-Z is really cute and really cool. And Jay-Z is, like, in the pit at one performance. And he's got these, like, big old dreads and this huge beanie and these big old sunglasses. And he's like, let's go, Beyonce. And, like, he's filming her. And he's like, how are you feeling? And his, like, like Jay-Z gravelly fried voice. And she's like, I feel tired. She's like, get that out of my face. And he's like, heard. And then he turns it <laughs> off. Like, it's so, it's so good. And... That album, Beyonce has openly, explicitly said, like, essentially, this album is for the gays. Like, and she says in the documentary, like, she talks about ballroom culture, which is a huge, uh, there's like a, a really close connection between ballroom and like Vogue and um, drag. Those are all really closely knit. And she talks about her uncle Johnny and like who was this gay man who was in her family for a long time. And she's like, you know, this is a love letter to him because he passed away. And all these things. And she's like, I just want everybody to have fun. And like this album is all about not taking life too seriously and having fun and being who you really are. And like all these things. And like there are shots of people in the pit that are just like, there's the, they're the most homosexual people I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) And it's amazing. They're all like holding flags and like wearing buttons and things like that. And like me and my sister were just like crying at different points. Like this is, they look like they're having so much fucking fun. And Beyonce is also having fun, and Beyonce is also crying, and it was great. The ticket oh, yeah, was dude. was a fat price, but it I was mean, it was worth it. It was awesome. Hell yeah, dude! I love I love you, Beyonce. Eli, what's at the top of your pyramid? Top of my pyramid is a uh, a staple here in the South. Oh God, um, fried chicken. No, not even. I might argue even more of a staple than that. At Racism. least on the same. T- no, no. <laughs> uh, on the same level as that, it's uh, Waffle House. Oh, Waffle House is so good. Don't even. I can't. What are we doing right now? No, talk your shit. There's no possible way you don't love Waffle House. I don't. 
I, I find I just. I don't. mean, this is just where we split. It, we don't have to make it a fight. I just disagree. It's too late. We're, I don't think you're is, wrong. This is I'm no just disagreeing with you. An episode of the pyramid. This what is, is this? A head-to-head argument about Waffle House for the next hour. It's just not my specific jam. Oh but I'm God. not hating on anybody for whom that is the truth. For anyone who doesn't live in the southern United States, Waffle House is basically like a diner meets a truck stop that serves predominantly breakfast food. It is trashy. They're all yep. dirty. Yep. Someone They're behind, open 24 hours. They're open 24 hours a day. Uh, there's about a 7% chance you're going to see a fight if you go in there. There's yep. about a 72% chance that someone in the kitchen will be smoking. Yep. Um, and none of that matters. Ashy because into your pancakes. The food is so... Pancakes. <laughs> or waffles. The food is so good. It's just like <sighs> greasy and fatty. It's perfect drunk food. Breakfast food, first of all, is like my favorite type of food. Uh-huh. A lot of people, you ask them what their favorite food is, like, oh, Italian uh, or Mexican no. or Japanese. Nope, breakfast, breakfast food. Yep. By a country mile. Uh-huh. Um, Tea. And Waffle House just does, you get the all-star special. For Again, for folks who are not familiar with Waffle House, go just like look up what the all-star special is Ooh. online. Dude, that thing is, it's like 1,400 calories. It makes my stomach goodness. drop just thinking about it. You have to take a nap. at If you think, <laughs> if you make plans after Waffle House, you're wrong. Yeah. You're, or you're a trucker. Right. Well, right. but then they're sitting and driving. You're, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's not like you're doing that and then like going out for the night. Nope. No, you're doing it after you've been out for a night. <laughs> Waffle House is the last thing that you're doing that day. <laughs> you never start the day at Waffle House. My God. It and comes to a screeching halt. Yes, yes. <laughs> Into the This is the line. period at the end of the sentence. Correct. Waffle House ends your day. <laughs> Correct. And I love it so much, dude. Oh, my God. Their bacon is somehow always just like perfectly crispy and the omelets are dope. Oh my God. Did Amanda. you go this week? I did, yes. Did you get fucked up and then you go to, went to Waffle House? No, I actually got it. Because that's also the move. Well, I went, I, went to the gym, I went to the gym late. I had to work like a 12-hour day, so I'm already exhausted. Ooh, yikes. I went to the gym afterwards. I'm dead. This might be what contributed to me getting sick, but like <laughs> I was just so tired. Uh-huh. And there's Waffle House like right before you turn into my neighborhood, like a block and a half up. And I just like stopped it. I got it to go order. I went and ate it at home. I ate my food. I took a shower and I got in bed. And that was like, it was such a good night's sleep. <laughs> it wasn't long enough, of course. But like, well, yeah. I it was exactly what I needed in that moment. Mm. It's just, Waffle House is is perfect, like comfort food to me. I love it so much. I love that for you. I could go on for hours. I'm not going I to. I love that but like, for you. Waffle House is fucking, listeners, if you go to Waffle, if you know the magic of Waffle House, can you please write in and tell Amanda that she's wrong? I, Politely, of course. It's just not my gag. My, my gag. It's not. <laughs> I was gig and bag. It's just not my very favorite thing. But if the if the squad is like, let's go to Waffle House, I'm going. I'm not going. I'll go. But like, if I'm picking the spot, I'm not picking her. I'm not picking. Miss Waffle House. I'm oh, picking something well, else. Miss Waffle House, you always treat me so well. well. I love that for you. Hell yeah, brother. more for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just not gonna be me. Um, oh, I need to talk about the poll. Oh my god, my nose. I need to talk about the poll from last week. Um, which I did see on Instagram that you it was a message that you responded to about um someone accidentally voted the wrong way. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like, oh God, <laughs> when you're counting the votes, count mine the opposite way. I'm so sorry. I fucked up, which I thought was very funny. Uh, let's see. 
this is this episode. The story here. of a girl. I know. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. Um, it's like split almost in half. The question last week was, "Are uh, pff, wow, worded so stupidly. It should be, is listening to an audio book and reading a physical copy of the book the same? Like, is that the same experience? And it's almost 50-50 with the nose squeaking out a little bit more. So, I listen, I don't care. Y'all bitches can think that. It doesn't matter. I'm not here to tell anybody that they're, except you, that they're, like, wrong. <laughs> it's one of your favorite things to but do. But, like, only, only to you. I also don't want to give you too much shit because I'm afraid that people will start to think that that's what I actually think about you. Oh. People will be like, why the fuck are they like recording a podcast together Amanda hates the fuck out of this man no. and I don't and I also don't think you're an idiot and I that don't is, want people to think that I genuinely think that you know that, what I, mean? I appreciate you saying that no dear listener Amanda is extremely nice to me um <laughs> the the bit of her just like dunking on me is first of all like I find it hilarious as well. Right. I'm only doing on, it because you think it's funny. This, dude, I, I find it very funny. If you didn't, I would stop. Right. And so, and and you and I both know that. So, like, <laughs> listeners, if you think that there's any sort of, like, uh, tension in, like, a, our relationship because Amanda dogs on me, that is way not the case. That That's is so one of true. my favorite parts of our friendship. <laughs> um, I just had that thought of, like, I don't know if people know that that, because... I think it's pretty clear. I would hope it is. I We have also been like this for years before we started putting this out for free on the internet. Yes, this is not just a bit we're doing up for the podcast. This no. is just, like, how we interact with one another. Right, right. I just had the thought the other day of, like, maybe, I don't know if people really know... That to be the, like the actual case. Um, I do think that you, I think that I know that reading an audiobook and reading a physical book are obviously not the exact same experience. You don't read an audiobook, so. <sighs> I was trying to be nice, and you're making it really fucking difficult because you're being an asshole. How about that, huh? I don't even think that you could honestly make a fair assessment about whether or not it's reading a real book because you literally can't even read. <laughs> so if I put one made out of paper in front of you, you also would be like, I don't know what the fuck to do with her either. Hey, so don't don't make fun of me. I'm very self conscious. Oh fuck off! That's so <laughs> annoying. Anyway, I consider it to be like okay, this book that I really like right now. I'm listening to the audiobook like when I'm in the car. And I'm not going to be like, I read part of it and listened to the other part. No, I like 60 or like 75% of the book I read with my eyeballs in silence or whilst listening to ASMR in the background. Ooh, la, la. But I'm not going to be like, well, I listened and uh, read. No, I just read it. I just read the book. You know what I mean? But I'm not here to tell anybody that they're wrong except Eli. Because Eli sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Eli literally is the worst. Um, okay, are you ready to talk about the content of this episode? You bet your bottom dollar I am. Incredible. Incredible. Ah, okay, sorry, my mic is being really annoying. Um, okay, so we're talking about season three, episode 10. It's called All's Fair in Love and War. Um, it, you said before we started recording that you, or no, you said this while we were recording, that you really liked this episode. I did. I didn't find it to be that noteworthy i thought it was just like every other bitch maybe uh, we'll get into it okay. i don't i don't think it was like every other episode at all i don't think there was anything like i did not think this episode was that special well there was nothing crazy or groundbreaking in it but i just had a lot of fun watching it oh sure like there were no iconic moments like jill with the cowboy hat or jill with the <sighs> Although fedora we do get a jump scare of jill in a hat yeah she in this was episode. <laughs> 
that hat was wearing her. That's she, for sure. Ne- ne- the the yeah, we'll get into it. But the jump scare of the hat was <laughs> it made me pause. I like had to pause and finish laughing because yeah. I couldn't hear her through my like cackles about yeah. the hat. Yep. Um. Okay. Previously on Rip to a real one, Broadway Baby has left this point of existence. Um. They changed the dance the moms did while Abby was on bereavement leave. Um, they like the fact that they thought that that was a good idea still is hilarious to me is baffling. They dedicated the dance or they wanted to, and then they didn't, but then Melissa did for Maddie solo. That was stupid. That was shitty. Black Patsy was there. She made a scene. That was really bad. That whole fight was wild. Yeah. Listeners, if y'all haven't like actually watched that, that was one of the crazier fights that I've seen on the show. That one didn't feel like faked for the camera no that was like that woman was ready to literally throw hands oh, in for that sure. lobby of a hotel it jill was, wasn't was fuck, that's the maddest i've jill, seen her too oh yeah jill wasn't fucking around either she probably would have taken her to the carpet you know what i mean that was very scary um kelly and christy have made up much like the fight Obviously. much like the fight itself made up you know what i mean <laughs> they're back together they're partners in crime once again although they do yell at each other this episode which is really fun i mean i mean you're uh, and we're back to normal yeah in a grown adult friendship you're gonna have moments where you're gonna be like fuck you and the other one's like yeah fuck you too and then you're fine like that's just how being a grown adult friend is it's like you're getting on my nerves right now and the other person's like yeah that's fair and then you move on the what's not grown adult is letting that fester and then talking shit that's stupid but you're not going to get along with your friends all the time. And you can call your friend out and be like, you suck. And then you can be like, yeah, that's fair. And then you move on. Much like you after last week's episode. And you're like, you cut me off too much. And I was like, damn. Wow, you got to throw me under the table like that. No, I'm throwing myself oh. under the table. Oh. Because I was the one who cut. You were telling me that I cut you off too much. And I, and, and you were like, that's a thing that you need to work on. And I was like, that's fair. Well, I And then also, we move on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I also acknowledge that, like, hey, I was sick, so you probably were just picking up on that vibe, and you're like, he looks like shit right now. I'm just going to keep on trucking. <laughs> or he looks like he feels he like shit right now. He looks like shit. <laughs> I was like, I never said that. Also, he's super ugly. I but thought really, it, but I didn't say it. No, I'm just, just kidding. <laughs> he just looks like he's sick, so I'm just going to keep on going. Uh, but yeah, that was. But it, but in that moment, a very it's like minor thing. Yeah. You're annoying, and I'm like, that's fair. And then we move on. <laughs> I didn't say you're annoying. But it's you know what I mean. You know what I mean. You have in a grown adult friendship, you have the moment, yes. and then you're like, I acknowledge that, and then you move on. For sure. What's dumb is holding on to it and being like, well, Eli's kind of an asshole, and then actually thinking that. Oh, you I'm know, still furious with you. That you should be furious with me. That's I'm fine. I'm sitting over here shaking with rage. <laughs> oh Lord. Um, okay, this week we open. We're in the main studio in Pittsburgh. Um, last week they won. The group won, but Abby said it wasn't their best. Even though, and Kelly goes, "We won by seven points." Yeah, and Abby's Abby, like, "Well, I still don't like it." I'm yeah, like, there okay, are still great. too many mistakes. Chloe didn't stick to the choreography, and frankly, she's even lucky to be back in the dance studio. Wasn't it improvised, Abby? I don't understand. She says this is like the third or fourth, or it's becoming a habit for Chloe that she's doing the wrong choreography. What do Where? you mean? Where? Because the choreography that we saw, I remember this, that we saw on, like, a, in the moment of competition, is what she was doing in the studio. Correct. So what are what the fuck are you on? What are you talking about? She must be referring to, like, something that happened. I, yeah. I don't, like, it's I don't just know. just a lie. It's just a straight up lie for the for TV. I guess. But it's very weird. And also weird that, like, 
Because normally when the girls like forget a dance, they'll be like in their talking head will be like, I forgot a part and I had to yes. make something up. Literally no one else is acknowledging that that's happening. So I don't think it is. I think Abby's just making shit up. I agree. Because there's also no way to um, prove that. Right. Uh, other than like being inside of Abby's brain. She's the only person who knows what the quote unquote real choreography is. Anyway. Okay. The Pyramid of Children. This is um, another, you're not on TikTok. Why did you sound like you're yelling that? The Pyramid of Children. <laughs> because it's scary. I don't know. Um, the This is another TikTok sound that you probably haven't heard. but not like on TikTok. Right. But people, but you're on Instagram Reels. So maybe you'll hear it in like six months. That's fair. Um, <laughs> the It'll be like someone like ranking their favorite things. And they'll be like, on the bottom, page. You're good. I'm waiting for you to be great. And it'll be like this thing that they don't like. And, like, I see a lot of, like, beauty influencers who do it with, like, makeup. And it'll be, like, the bottom of the pyramid of, like, foundations. And then, and then like, their holy grail of foundation. Oh, I see. So we just get another TikTok sound that's, like, really iconic. Which we had another iconic one last week when she was like, I thought I was ready to be back, but I want to go home and be sad. <laughs> um, so Paige, I'm, you're good. I'm waiting for you to be great. Kendall is next. She says, you didn't stick out to me. Um, Jill makes some excuses. Okay, it's yeah. Whatever. Okay, great. Um, Brooke. She says, Brooke, when are we going to see you as a leader? You 14-year-old. You should be a role model. I also don't understand what the fuck that means. Because you you and I both know this. As former educators, if you set an expectation for a child, it needs to be clear. Right. And it needs, there needs to be actionable, what are they called, um... Smart goals or something like that where it's like, okay, Mr. Farmer wants me to do this. Here is how I get to this clear, like, attainable, out, outwardly st- or outright stated goal. Yes. Be a leader. What does that mean? What do you want her yeah, to do? Especially- do you want her to, like, come in every day and, like, sweep the floor and then, like, step out and give notes? Like, what are you What are you talking about, yeah, dude? Yeah, like, with a 14... You can say that to, like, someone who's, like, an adult. Yeah. Like, hey, I need you to be a leader. Okay, they, great. They have they know experience what that means. knowing what leadership right. looks like. A 14-year-old child who kind of has checked out all the time anyway... Because <laughs> she's doesn't, 14. Yeah, doesn't know... What leadership looks like. No. Like you said, do you want me to give critique to other students in class? Like, dude, I'm worried about my own shit right yeah. now. Do you want me to show up early? Do you want me to stay late? Do you want me to, like, teach private lessons? What like, do you want? What do you want? And do you, you want know here? that if her leadership started to be uh, equal to or of greater value to Abby's, Abby would be like, um, I'm the teacher here. You, you need to remember so your like- place. It's so frustrating because it is so nothing yes. and it's dumb and I hate it. Um, the middle of the pyramid, uh, Nia, she's third overall and she's third on the pyramid. I'm like, you know what? Perfect. That actually makes a lot of sense. Um, Mackenzie, she did great. She won her age division. And at the top, Maddie, duh. Classic. Um, Jill, it goes in the corner in real, like in the dance studio, rolls her eyes. Okay, whatever, girl. <laughs> Um, Jill really got on my nerves this episode. I agree. Jill, some I feel about Jill is sometimes the same way that I feel about Kathy, where I can kind of giggle at her and be like, "Sometimes, yeah." LOL. You know, she's such a goofy little girly. This episode, she really like pissed me the. She about to piss me the fuck off. You know what I mean? She was on some bullshit this week, and I really did not like her. And it starts with this dejected sigh in the corner. (laughs) 
Um, Chloe is still not on the pyramid, like you said, because she's lucky to still be allowed to walk through the fucking door or whatever. She's lucky to still be here. Yeah. Chris, okay, great. Christy mentions that Chloe is doing great at just, like, dealing with Abby's nonsense. True. And, and not, like, reacting or anything. She's like, just keep your head down, kid. And Because yeah, you just want to dance. Yeah. And do, you just deal with the nonsense. And yeah. so Chris, or, uh, Chloe's doing great with that. Yeah, true. Um, it's because she's got a great mom. She's like, I don't have to deal with this. My mom will throw hands if she needs to. So For I'm sure. chilling. <laughs> um, we're going to Bernardsville, New Jersey. There's going to be strong competitors there in New Jersey because New Jersey is basically New York. And we're literally in Times Square this week. Yeah, I... First of all, so I'm stupid. I'm sorry uh, if I offend people from the Northeast. Yeah, uh, I'm not familiar with a lot of the parts of your region. Me either. Um, Why did that but, sound so sexual? But, <laughs> parts of your region. Th- I would literally never say that to a woman. <laughs> I would ne- just... referring to a woman parts of a woman's body as a region is crazy. Yeah, I... <laughs> that would be literally insane. <laughs> not familiar with the parts of your region like the fuck but i sure would I mean, like, love to be you know what i actually have to go some literally anywhere else actually right now yeah it's <laughs> like, so weird I gotta go right now every person in my contacts list is calling me uh <laughs> if you answer i have to go no but bernardsville new jersey that's not like a major no. city i don't think no uh she's like we're going to bernardsville so kids will have great technique and costumes why? On what merit? Yeah. Them being in the Northeast where New York City also have. We're the- going to Jackson, Tennessee. So you know that these kids. <laughs> All right. like Alexa, what is the distance between Bernardsville, New Jersey <laughs> and New York City? That was 40 helpful. miles. I don't know. It says 40.6 miles. Bernard. But does she hear me? Yes. She said the distance is 40.6 miles. Are you Googling now? Yeah, it's like. Wow, way to gaslight Alexa. Be like, I'm going to ask you a question, but then not believe your answer. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Bernardsville. It's like an. It's like two hours. Okay, never mind. Oh, that's probably as the crow flies. So the drive is probably a lot longer. No, the. No, 40 miles is as the crow flies. That's oh, yeah, just... yeah. It's like a, it's like a two hour train ride. So it is a little bit closer than I thought, but still, but she s- does this in every single city. Yeah, like Miami's that way. Salt Lake, Miami, I might Salt believe Lake a city little bit. Literally but was Salt that Lake way. City? St. Louis was that way. Like, like what, <sighs> girl, be fucking for real. Like, come on. Every city, is every the single greatest city, dance city yeah. in the entire country. You could just say there's going to be stiff competition. You could even really say like the name of this competition. I know they have like a really tough reputation and that intensity dance they're there all the time it's that brand they don't put up with this this and this their judges or whatever the fact that it's the city and it's a geographic characteristic is stupid to me um mckenzie's not going to be in this group's dance or this week's group dance the title of the group dance is called your dream will be my dream i don't love that it is i have a note that's the same name as the dance from last week but it's technically not. Last week's dance was called My Dream Will Be Your Dream. And this week is called Your Dream Will Be My Dream. Didn't even clock that. I did because it looked like they were using almost the exact same clip from last week. And I looked it up on the the Holy Text, the Dance Moms Wiki. And lo and behold, 
it's your dream will be my or my dream will be your dream last week and this week is your dream will be my dream so it's very that's weird. ridiculous um also i'm sorry i keep like coughing i'm trying to get as far away from the mic as possible i hope it's not getting like super nah, you're fine up. you're fine um there will be a boy we're gonna <gasps> bring in a boy this week and all the girls are like <gasps> she's pulling a kathy so cute um mckenzie's getting a solo that's called love is war she's like seven so, so that's fun yeah <laughs> um maddie is also getting a solo that's called lifeline and there's she's like i have one more routine to give out and she gives it to kendall and nia to do a duet she says it's contemporary and cool and it's called dig it i think that i am like i've watched enough of the show that i've got mm-hmm. a decent read on the the i'm gonna call them characters yeah. uh Oh, yeah. I knew for a fact that there was going to be a duet and that it was going to be Kendall and Nia. Oh, I just, really? Like, you just like, could I have sense one it. more routine, and then I just knew it's it's a Kendall and Nia duet. I, just, I figured it would be Nia because, because of she's what She's been Holly, doing well. Yeah, and Holly mentions she's like, Nia had a duet uh, slated to go with Paige, and they didn't get to do it because I was being out of pocket. And then we get the callback to the, you are a monstrosity of evil. Yeah. And she's like, you want to see evil? And then she pulls the duet oh, and Nia God, makes that face that. and starts crying. It's I so hated sad. that episode. Oh, it's my so God. It's so sad. Um, but yeah, so Nia and Paige, or no, sorry, Nia and Kendall get a duet this week. Yes. Um, the moms go upstairs. Nick is the boy. We love Nick. There's All like the a little group hug. Warm to him. Yeah. It's so cute. Nick is a little uncomfy because Abby starts talking about how cute he is, and he's like, okay. She she says, Oh, there's a hunk. Hubba hubba. Whoa. But then Yeah, that's I hate it. Super gross. But then our, one of my favorite parts of the episode, uh, Abby says, all right, so you're the lead, and who do you think the girl lead is? And he very, like, excitedly is like, Brooke? Brooke? Is it Brooke? And I thought it was very cute. He was just like, is it going to be Brooke? Because I think he's got a little crush. It's very cute. Or he just, like, super respects her as a dancer. Either way, super adorable. Yeah. I think there is, like, um, Nick is obviously is, like, still a human being, and, like, you can find him on Instagram and, like, who he is as a human being and everything. Um, I think Nick is gay, but as a child, being in, like, that environment, I'm sure it's, like, can I go hang out with my friend? Yes. The only other person in this room who's my age, everybody else is, like, several years seven younger. or eight or very young. I think Chloe's the oldest. Chloe's, like, besides 11 Brooke. or 12, I think. Yeah, Brooke is 14. Yeah. So she's, like, on a different level. And Nick is obviously the same age as her. Yeah. So he's, like, please, for the love of God, don't and, make it one of the young ones. And they're both, <laughs> yeah. And they're the both, one that's my age, please. Yeah, they're both, like, rather tall for their age, it seems. Yeah. Or, uh, def- definitely They've taller worked together the before. We get a clip oh, okay. or a cut back to the Twilight, basically, the Twilight group dance. And I know Nick and Brooke either have or will do duets together cool because they're like the same age i'm sure they're like in in this timeline friends and and whatever yeah i just thought it was super cute how like he's exciting like, he's like is it brooke brooke <laughs> please is let it me brooke? hang out with brooke for whatever reason yeah, he's yeah. like is it brooke please tell me it's brooke yeah i thought it was sweet um so i don't know what the narrative of this dance piece is every time abby opens her mouth she adds or changes and it's so hard to follow yeah she but at one point she says to maddie pretend that this is your mother and she's dying and maddie like doesn't know what to do with that <laughs> sentence and she kind of giggles she's like yeah she literally laughed okay <laughs> and then brooke is also dying and then nick has to then take care of maddie Who's the daughter? But then all of the other girls are also in love with him while Maddie is being sad about her dead mom, Brooke. 
It's so much. There's a lot going on. I have a lot of question marks in my notes. <laughs> I do too. She'll add to it later and it's just like, it's too much for what we're doing. It's so stupid. Well, Abby even says in her talking head, uh, there's a whole lot going on in, in two, two and minutes, and a half minutes. Yeah. but I think I can handle it or I think I <laughs> like, can do it. That's a self-imposed struggle, but yeah, like sure. When Abby says, this is going to be tough, then you it's know like, it's going to be insane. Yeah. And that she has made it that way for herself on purpose. <coughs> there you go. Um, so the moms are upstairs in the Lido deck. Christy goes, everybody remembers their first love. And then Kelly makes a comment about being saddled with a guy named Randy, who she's still married to. Oh. And some, and he goes, she goes, yeah, for whatever that's worth. And then Christy says a, something about not every, or some people's first loves are dead or in jail. And then she's like, Kelly. And Kelly rolls her eyes. Is Kelly in love with someone who's in jail? So I, what, here's what I got from it. So <laughs> Christy says, uh, and I wrote these all down. I had to pause and go back like seven times yeah, in the same. scene. Yeah, same. I did too. I did wild. too. Christy says, uh, you know what's sweet? Everyone remembers their first love, even if it ended poorly. And that's when oh, Kelly yeah. cuts her off and says, mine was not a good memory. Melissa then says, and your other love is dead, just like super Bluntly, like Kelly was oh in love God. with someone who died, I guess. And then Kelly dryly says, and now I have Randy. And Melissa very quickly is like, and he loves you. Like she's being like supportive, just like, oh my gosh, Randy's so crazy about you. And then Kelly very sarcastically says, oh, lucky me. What the hell's going on here, Kelly? I don't what know. What is happening? The way that Kelly like delivers the most eviscerating devastating sentiments and then giggles about them is alarming it happens a lot it happens a couple more times in this episode, in this episode but she it does happened, it a lot it happened last week when they were talking about the dog and she was like oh, oh yeah. I bet Abby's going I hope that Broadway baby goes to hell because that's where she's going and it starts laughing and it's like lol am I right and it's like yeah. no what you just said is insane yeah, yeah. like are you kidding that's crazy I'm glad you clocked all that because I could not follow I was like I don't know what the fuck is going on here but yeah. i do know that kelly and randy are still married i did look that up yeah he's, he's brook and page's dad right so that's great i guess it's worked out i don't know I, I, I wonder if it was just some like playful editing where like she actually know. does love randy but she just like replied they edited a lucky sarcastic, me. yeah lucky yeah. me i yeah very I don't know. weird um so the moms are like kind of concocting this like um plan to take abby speed dating well because jill even asks like uh who is abby's first love and then kelly quickly says oh i don't think anyone has loved abby back like again just devastating insult yeah yeah there's uh, a lot of that in this moment and then after and holly says well maybe that's what she needs and no, all the other moms no, no, are like no, 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 no. well holly I think was trying to be helpful. In that I think moment. so too, like, but she set him up to spike it. And it was just well, like, we all know that Abby is not a very outwardly loving person. True. And so Holly is just like, well, maybe she's maybe like she that needs, because yeah. she needs someone in her life, like trying to be helpful. And then all the other moms are like, yeah. Then Melissa is like, Abby should do speed dating. Well, one of them is like, that's not all she needs. Like implying that, so that's also really frustrating. They say that a lot in this episode. Well, getting, yeah, going it's for like, okay, yeah. that's annoying. Abby needs a roll in the hay, so to speak. Yikes, that's really annoying. Um, 
We get body comments. That's really annoying. I hated that. I didn't even bother. Um, the moms literally click on an ad that that says like, "Oh, click here to view pictures of hot singles in your area." I'm like, Imagine- you're gonna get a virus on your phone. <laughs> I was about to say, doing that in 2023, your phone is it now belongs to someone else. Yeah, all of your your money is gone. Yep. Your accounts have been hacked. Your identity has been stolen. Don't click on those ads. Yep. Um, and Abby like sees the moms like getting along upstairs and she's like, they're up to something. She's yeah, like, they're being too nice. Something's going down. Yeah. It's, it's so, which is fair. it's so <laughs> funny. Yeah. Accurate. <laughs> like, first of all. Uh, and she says in her talking head, I know something's going on because they're all laughing and getting along and that means they're up to no good. Yeah. Which is, like, it's pretty so much. stinking funny. Um, Abby, so the girls like leave. Abby's like, get out of here. And they're like, thank you. Um, Abby, like b- what? I just realized. So you made a comment of it, like they make a shitty comment about her body. Yeah. Uh, while they're looking at all the single men in the area, they this some like skinnier guy comes up apparently, and Kelly makes a shitty comment, and I actually do want to address it. Um, okay. Because like uh, she says uh, that Abby can't be on top of a lightweight. First of all, uh, skinny guys hold up just fine. Uh, secondly, uh, bigger women can for sure be on top. Get the fuck out of here with that. T. Yeah. T. Cur- curvy ladies, y'all want to get on top. There is, I don't want to get into like the, the, <laughs> the physics of it and the science behind everything, but just, it, it's fine. Love Every, will find a way. Do, you know what I mean? <laughs> Freak shit will find a way. You can would, do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. I would argue that... <laughs> Being I'm bigger so and being on top is probably actually a better way to go. Just okay. <laughs> like, you know, angles and things like that. That's fair. So, yeah. I, who gives a fuck it's how... It's so fucking stupid. It, it's who gives so a fuck stupid. how big or how small you are? Do whatever you want. It, whatever works for you guys, shit, do whatever you want. Freak shit will find a way. Absolutely. Do literally whatever you want. Get that be, put on a t-shirt. Literally be on Demon Time the, whatever the fuck way you want to do it. Freak shit will find freak a way. Freak shit will find a way. I love that. <laughs> That's the that's the caption for the episode. Freak show will find Freak a way. Freak show will find a way. Damn right. Um, so all the girls leave. Abby kind of like starts dancing, like kind of like busts a move. I think purposefully to make the moms laugh because it was she, funny. She looks up at them to see that they're laughing. Yeah, she's like performing for yeah, them. Yeah, she's it's, like being goofy. Yeah, it's Jill, a lot of fun. Jill gets up and like hip thrusts at Abby, and Kelly and Christie's faces are everything they are shocked and disgusted that their bestie jill just got up and hip thrusted in while making eye contact with abby their faces are if you don't if you haven't watched this episode you should go watch just that moment because it's hilarious yeah their faces are everything and yeah and abby's reaction like it's very fun and lighthearted. jill says see she needs to go on a date and then we get jill in a, in a hat a jump scare cut to jill in a hat yeah yeah <laughs> in her I, interview. I gasped audibly and <laughs> Jill says that Jill helping with these fuck ass hats. Yeah, Jill with her fuck ass hat. Man. <laughs> uh, she says that helping Abby will somehow help Kendall. <laughs> yeah. Which like she makes she's like I'm gonna set her up with the love of her life, and that's gonna do something for my little Kendall. Like, sure, yeah, sure. If that's go, what you need to believe, sure. Whatever, dude. Go off, Queen. Um. Okay, we're four days out from the competition. We're at the group rehearsal. Christy and Chloe are not there. It's very strange. Um, and the oh, moms are like, what? I'm so sorry. I for, what? right before the commercial that just happened, 
after uh, she says, this will help my little Kendall, she tells Abby that she wants to go out to dinner. Yes, she's like, you want to go to dinner? And then Abby immediately says, are you hooking me up with a guy? (laughs) She smelled that shit from a mile away. yeah. From a mile away. Oh, for sure. And then we go to a commercial, and now we're at the group rehearsal. Correct, correct. Um, Christy and Chloe are not here for the group rehearsal, and the moms are, like, speculating, like, maybe it's just hard for her to come back because it's hard to want to be here when Abby fucking hates your kid. But then Christy walks in and it was just traffic. Yeah. I, She's like, there was a lot of traffic on Route I-30 or one I-30, 130. Yeah. She's like, so, I hope she doesn't uh, she's like, hope yeah. for a pileup on the interstate <laughs> or whatever she says. <laughs> yeah. Which I really thought, funny enough, I, I genuinely thought that Abby was going to say like, well, you needed to plan to be here even earlier or something, but she didn't. Okay. And so... Clearing yeah. the lowest bar of all time. Hooray like, for Abby. Um, so let's see. The uh, Melissa has like ordered a limo for the moms. So, okay, let me back up. The like timeline of this next like 15 minutes, the next between here and the next commercial break is so fucky. Like it, you hear little bits of dialogue that don't really add up and, there's jumping in and around what's happening. There's like, it seems like just miscommunication on like a shoot schedule kind of thing. It's very weird. Maybe I did write down. I, again, it, it took me about two hours to watch this episode <laughs> Me too. because like, I will hear like one sentence of dialogue and I'll have to pause and not only write down what was said so I can reference it later. Cause yeah. my memory is my brain is mashed potatoes, but also so I can like add in any fucking jokes that I think of in the moment. Woof. <laughs> yeah, which is a whole lot. Um, but like, uh, they you know they discuss how Chloe is feeling like not getting all the solos and duos and everything, and then Holly remarks that like, well, that's basically what Nia was going through the past two seasons. Blah blah blah. Kelly says this is how Paige gets treated all the time. Yeah. Uh, Christy, let's see. Then she arrives, and Jill says we're going speed dating with Abby, and Kelly then says I feel sorry for the man that ends up with her again. Being shitty out of nowhere. So um, annoying. Yeah, Mackenzie makes a comment about her solo that makes no sense because she's seven. Uh, the moms <laughs> swarm Abby and drag her to dinner. Uh-huh. Uh, and Abby says, I'll go, but I'm not paying. Ha ha, fun, lighthearted. Okay, like, sure. You're taking me Whatever. out. I'm not paying, blah, blah. That's when we find out that the mom's got a limo, and Abby says, well, that's obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> if Abby's saying that what you're doing is obnoxious, you need to look inward. Yeah. Straight up. And then, uh, are they just, they're just leaving the kids there too? Yes. With, to be in yes. rehearsal. Like, Correct. Bye, we're just going to leave. I, yeah, which I, I have a lot of questions about just like the rehearsal schedule throughout yeah. the day. Like, yeah. how long are they there? Cause it seems, it makes it, it seem there like they're there all, all day. day. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the bag is that they're there literally all day. That's super wild. Uh, and then Abby says, well, if, if, is Christy going? If she is, then I'm not going. Oh, my God. And Jill is just like, okay, well, like, this isn't, like, about her. Well, Abby, like, go? Abby literally, like, see, like you're saying, like, sees Christy, pulls Jill aside and goes, you didn't tell me Christy was coming. If Christy's coming, I'm not coming. Like, what are we that doing here? is so stupid. You're you're not speed dating with Christy. Yeah. You're, the, which, it, you're going to dinner, which I guess, does she know? She doesn't know at this point. So she just thinks they're all going out to dinner? That's what she thinks. As far as we know, as far as we're shown, yes. Oh, my God. And so, well, if she's going, then I'm not, which, like, my God. 
And the thing That's is, even if she did know they were going speed dating, Christy is for sure the one out of all of them that I would definitely want to be sitting next to while speed dating. Absolutely. My God. Absolutely. What a riot or Dr. Be. Holly, because Dr. Holly wouldn't let me hook up with the fool. That's a really good point. I would be like, oh my God, I can fix him. And she'd be like, girl, look at the track record. Well, but also, you know Christy would do it, but not nearly as politely as Holly. True. Dr. Holly is <coughs> always coming at it from a place of intelligence. Christy is coming at it from a place of a gut feeling. Yeah. So it's Fuck like- this shit. Yeah. For me, my intuition is really off when it comes to meeting shitty men where I'm like, I can fix him. That's like my thing. <laughs> and it's always like, girl, you literally cannot. That's not how anything works ever. So I need, I would need personally Dr. Holly to be like scientifically, intellectually, you cannot fix him. Yeah, you need Stop to explain it. logically. That makes a lot or of sense. Or Christy would, Christy would like pick me up by the scruff of my neck and drag me out before I hook up with the fool. Honestly, you know? both of those are equally both, effective. Both I do need at different points in my life and are both very effective. Yeah. And frankly, when Jill comes back to the limo, uh, Christy, like, Christy, she's like, hey, Christy. She so crawls in on all fours. Christy, sweetie, you have to go. And Christy, <laughs> you have to stay home. She doesn't even really like put up a fight. She's <laughs> Are like, you serious? She's like, fucking whatever, dude. Yeah, she's yeah. like, are, you, are serious? you serious? Fine, I'm out. <laughs> and then goes back into the Lido deck by herself. And it's so, and she is pissed. She's not she's happy. Like, she says that she's mad that no one stuck up for her. I think she's just having FOMO. I think she's just pissed that she can't be there. Yeah, because she I knows. Would too. Yeah, she knows it's going to be a riot. She then says something like, uh, this teaches kids that it's okay to stab someone in the back as long as it yeah. helps you get ahead. Jill. Jill. <laughs> so. <laughs> Which, like, that's a little dramatic. I It is FOMO. I'm, yeah, I'm I think you're just jealous you're not there yeah. to watch the train wreck. Um, so they're in the limo. They're doing, like, a toast with champagne, which is so weird. Um, I Kelly, was, I, again, I thought that was fun. They're just, like, they're, they're dance moms. I guess, And they're yeah. taking their friends speed dating, and they're making a, they're being, uh, getting a limo and champagne is obnoxious, but they're, like, leaning they're fully leaning into, into it. They're leaning into it, yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. That's so much fun. The, Kelly asks Abby what her type is. She says she likes men that look like a young George Clooney. Yeah, don't we all? True. <laughs> um, and she says that she likes people who are like worldly and like. She's not saying what she means, which is rich. She likes people who are rich. She's like people who like order everything on the menu just to try they it. They want to travel. They yeah. order dessert. You want someone who's rich? Just say rich. You can just say that. Um, and apparently, she's seeing someone. She's someone asks her, "Yes, don't look at me like that." Someone oh, yes. asks her, "Are you seeing anyone?" I just didn't hear and it she at goes, this point. "Yes." She also noted that th- uh, this man cannot be pigeon-toed, which oh, that yeah. is a weirdly specific thing to. Well, because she's a dance teacher. I yeah, so but... you can't. You know, it would be like someone. It would be like if you were like, "I can't date someone that like doesn't have rhythm." You know, because you're a drummer and you used I've to teach drums. So it's like that don't have rhythm. I know. I'm saying it's just like an anecdotal, like flippant. She's sure. like, oh, it can't be pigeon. Oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. Can't though. have a sway back. LOL, whatever. Um, a sweaty back? No, sway back. What can't is have, that? It's when you stand and like your. Um, she gets onto Brooke because Brooke has it a lot. Uh huh. Where you're sticking your stomach out like when you stand you're not standing with your like navel underneath your shoulders oh god i have so many kids in band yep it's like it's a kid thing toddlers naturally stand with the sway back yeah like kind of sticking your ass and your belly button out yeah kind of yeah so yours it looks like a curve instead of like flat back some people i think make that they think that that makes them taller because they're like extending their rib cage. Right. But you're not extending up. You're extending you're out, and like you're hurting out. your back. Yes. Coming from two like geriatric people, stop doing that because yeah. our backs hurt all the Girl, time. Stop doing that. Also, you're taking the strength away from your core. Flex your abs down. <sighs> That's really annoying. 
Um, well, as a dancer, that's important. Whatever. Um, okay, so they get there. They pull up to the bar. They walk in um, into, like, the restaurant, like, the back of the restaurant that's, like, partitioned off for speed dating. Abby is given number one on her little name tag. And Jill's like, can't give her number two. That's the biggest loser. Yeah, very like, quickly ooh. says it. Well, when they walk in, Jill's just like, it's speed dating. Like, super excited. Yeah. Oh I thought that Abby was going to be shitty, but she, like, chuckles. She's, and like, she's, just, she's yeah. like, in it. She's, she's not here pissed. For it. I think people are, like... Someone, they're doing something fun for her that she's not paying for and she's getting attention. She's here for it. Absolutely. She's all and about a, and it. a chance to judge a bunch of strangers. And who wouldn't be? Who Absolutely. wouldn't be into that? Like, come on. Abby Lee Miller certainly is. Yeah. Her first question to the first motherfucker is, do you own your own tuxedo? I, I laughed out loud at that. Do you own a tuxedo? And he goes, yes. Which, first of all, no, what? you don't. He, he, then he thinks like, a tuxedo's a suit. Well, and he's he like, I says, do own my own suit. You mean a tuxedo? No, a tuxedo is not the same thing as a suit. No one owns their own tux. Very, yeah. um, unless you're super Someone, fu- Do you own your own tux? I don't, but I know people that do. Are they super rich? Uh, Not really. Oh, well, maybe it's a more common thing than I think it is. But that being your first question I, is crazy. I don't know that it's common it's not like the craziest thing of all time but I that's guess. the lead-in it's yeah. not where are you from asking that as your first question <laughs> yeah. is insane um and yeah it, it kind of plays into the fact that uh she wants a rich guy and then this Ugh. guy's like and i know how to tie a bow tie i'm like okay which, all right go off king <laughs> okay nobody asked then she right. asks how many times he's been to disney world do you own a tux <laughs> how many times have you been to disney world which Sometimes the price of a ticket to Disney World is equivalent to that of the price of a tuxedo. Oh, more than that. So. Uh, but that, those questions back to back, like, all right, I think I've seen enough I think here. I'm done here. Actually, That's thank enough. you so much thank for your you. time. Um, the moms are like on the, oh, well, Abby at this point says that she likes all kinds of guys, so she's down for whatever. The moms are on the other side of the partition, like eating dinner and like watching from Hilarious. across the room and like yelling. Jill is like, make sure when he walks away, look at his toes. Make sure he's not yeah. pigeon toed. And then we get the bit again of her being like, I really want this to go well so that this boat, so that she'll be really thankful that I did this and that she'll like give a solo to Kendall or yeah. something stupid. So, yeah, exactly. So the, the, the set. There is a moment of, like, surprise slay. Abby is talking, the next man is a black man, well, and she says... that's the fourth guy she talks oh. to. I was going to say the second guy, uh, his mom used to teach dance, oh. and he grew up around the activity, so that's cool. Love. The third guy is, like, a young, uh, like, thin, hot dude, and then as he's walking away, says, don't go falling in love with anyone else. That's annoying yeah like playing it up for tv i guess i like he knows he's being recorded then we get to the fourth guy who is a black man yes and a moment of surprise slay abby says that she's never dated a man of color yeah she said okay period yeah (laughs) instead of saying oh i've never been with a black guy like yeah don't do that now he she didn't he brings up the stereotype about black men but she doesn't. She yes. like kind of play. But he says, "Oh well, you know what they say." Yes, and she's like, "Whatever." And it's a little awkward, and that I think. Okay, so to have a very brief conversation about that, I think him saying that indicates that he's like a little bit used to being fetishized. Correct. Which is, I would assume, not great, Bob. Also true. Um. So I okay. So I don't have like a type. I've dated women of far ranging in a lot of different ways. We'll just say that. Um, Are you just trying to flex or is there a point to that? Yeah, that's the the end of the story. Um, Okay, sick. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but someone okay, so there was a there was a little stretch back in like, I don't know, 2018, 19, somewhere around there, and someone at my old job asked me about the fact that I had dated three women of color in a row. And she was attempting to like check me on the fact that she was like, What oh, so you're just like fetishizing women of color? No. First of all, uh, is it like strange to, I guess it was like strange to her. Well, first of all, let's back up even further. That's an inappropriate question to ask about a coworker potentially fetish, like having Did a, you have that relationship or not relationship? Was that like your, um, no, we, she relationship and I were not like, we weren't like buddies. Rapport. That's the word I'm looking for. No, that we wasn't... did not have that rapport. So okay. I felt that that's that was strange. inappropriate first of all. Uh, but also like, no, I'm not, I don't think it's. Is it, like, asking that question, it kind of implies that it's strange that, like, me, a white guy, would date a few women of color. So, like, what are you saying, person I used to work with? Sometimes people do things in the name of allyship that are actually problematic. Yeah, and I I made this point on the podcast a while ago that, like... uh, My middle of the pyramid or whatever was, like, people weaponizing... I, I, again, I don't like the term wokeness, but like that's kind of it's kind of that yeah. thing where it's yeah. like not everything has to be like you don't have to call literally every single thing out. This isn't actually a problem, and so it, I I think no, that's not fetishizing someone to like uh, date a few women of color in a row or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's also not a bad thing to have a type. T. It that's I like the way that you look. That's that can be the end of it. Team. And if I happen to if I happen to like women that are like six five and above, that's yeah. not fetishizing height. I just like the way that they look. And so I, you know, part of a relationship, part of attractive, it's like liking the way that someone physically appears, typically. And so uh it is not because they were women of color that I liked the way that they looked. It just happened to be that I liked the way that these women looked and they happened to be women of color. Sure. So it they weren't even like my type necessarily. That's why I brought that up. Like I don't have a particular type. Um, but so when Abby's like, oh, I've never dated a black guy before and he, and he immediately, or a, a man of color, I'm sorry. And he says, oh, you know what they say? I think he's used to being fetishized. Yeah. That, implica- that indicates that there's fetishization happening. Right. But if like a woman happens to like dating uh, men of color, that is not fetishizing it. That's just her type. And that's fucking fine. True. So I think, um, hang on one second. No, do your thing. How's Puka Nakui doing in his fantasy matchup? (laughs) Sorry. There's a, I have a player named Puka Nakua. He's a receiver for the Rams. Okay. I love that for you. And I was playing that you were checking your fantasy. Oh no. Um, no, I'm not. Um, I think there's a, there's a huge like difference between a preference and exclusivity. Sure. That's where the, that's, that's the problem. It's not, Oh, like uh, if you like, I'll just speak from my experience. If you line up every man I've ever thought I was in love with, up like a prison lineup, they will all look the same. They are all the same sure. motherfucker in different fonts. Every single one of them looks the same, except like two. And it's not that I will only date men that look like this. It's that that tends to be the natural pull. But I've never, like, it's it's not a moment of like, I will only date people who look like this. It's that, oh, they all have a commonality to them. 
but it's not an exclusive like no 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 only whatever i used to make the joke i stopped making this joke because people started to think that it wasn't funny so i'm I'm, that's usually a good time to stop making the joke i'm an unproblematic comedian so when people tell me something's not funny i stop making the joke actually that's literally so not true i'm the most annoying person most people know but i used to tell people that i only like to uh, that i'm only attracted to men i think i can beat up like, if I feel like I can look at you long enough and snap you in half, then I think that's hot. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I do stand by that. I don't know if maybe everybody think, knows that I'm kidding. And, like, obviously I wouldn't think that. But, like, that's kind of the, like, the thought process there. But, like, it's not an exclusive thing. Right. It's it's all about exclusivity. That's That's the problem. You know what else is a problem? I have to pee. I have to take a fat piss. I'm going to pause this recording and I have to pee (laughs) so bad. Hang on one second, everybody. Okay. Now we're back. Okay. Sorry. Thank you for that little break. I had to pee so bad. It was like, what did you call it? A a fat piss. A fat piss. Jesus Christ. I did. We also just spent like the last 20 minutes just shooting the shit and yeah. talking about relationships and yeah. whatever else. Well, we were talking about dating because it's happening in the episode. <coughs> True. So that's why we were talking about it. Okay, so we just were talking uh, about Abby potentially dating a man of color. She then asks if he was a jock. Uh, and he says yes. He played every sport. Yeah. And then Abby says one of the cringiest things I've ever heard in my life where she says, oh, I was more of a 50-yard line kind of girl. And he innocently is just like, oh, you were like a cheerleader. And she says, no, I did it on the 50-yard line. Yes. I have my hand raised. I thought that a 50-yard line person, 50-yard line girl, meant that you want to like be associated with someone who is rich enough to get like a courtside seat. Oh, that's, yeah. That's what I, I thought. I understand where you can. If I'm a 50-yard line kind of girl means that like I have really expensive taste. If I'm going to football game, I'm watching sure. it from the 50. No. She apparently. Is that a thing that people say that they're a 50-yard line kind of girl? Uh, I don't know that it's like a thing to say, but like that was a thing <laughs> that like. If that you, she said. Well, yeah, but like if you like dated a football player, especially like back in the day, um, like my mom uh, told me a story that I wish I'd never. That you heard. should not have heard. It sounds uh, but like, like that, like she, that, like her friends or some people, like that was like the goal that by the end of the oh, year they were going to sleep with a football player on the fifty yard line. Or oh, sleep like with the whomever. Mile High Club. It's kind of like that. Line. Yes. Oh, okay. It makes me think of when I thought that um, down for the count meant that you wanted to bone, and it doesn't. It means you're like sick. Or something like that, or well, like it's injured. From wrestling. Yeah, or it's I, from wrestling or boxing or uh, like whatever. when they count how long. Yeah. yeah, I did not know that. So maybe I thought like I thought in that moment, oh, this must be like a thing just like that where I don't know fuck about shit and I I prove it. If you're like down to clown, that means see. Okay, you're I think about. that was where, I think those were the wires that got crossed. Um, Look at this. Oh my god, right, Liza, go ahead, Liza. Go ahead. By this the is way, embarrassing for my for the, for the I just bonked around the head uh, for the <laughs> listeners that have been with us since like you know the first the season days. or two. Yeah, yeah, you guys remember Liza like would not even get no, close. No, she to me. hated Eli. She would not 
like touch me. She was always uh-uh. nervous, like, oh, who the fuck is this dude? Yeah. She is currently uh, sitting on my lap. It's wild. She brought herself over here and sat on my lap. Seriously, since we've moved, she's yes. just like opened up to everybody. Honestly, you've done a great job getting like these great, uh, this great like house for your child. It's true. I do everything I can to provide for her. Yeah, you do a great job. <laughs> Um, she's Abby and her talking head says that she loves doing speed dating because it's like auditioning men for a date. No shit. That's yeah. literally the goal. Exactly. And that's like ex- uh, expressly the purpose of speed dating is auditioning. That's people. a little bit what a date is in general, yeah. except it's a two way audition. Right. You're auditioning one another. And right. then she says, uh, spe- <laughs> she says speed dating was fabulous. And then says, Jill, this may be a gift that keeps on giving. Gross. <laughs> commercial ick yeah um, they, they intentionally placed that commercial <laughs> right there just to let us sit in that for yeah. a while disgusting um okay so we're go to a commercial we come back we see nia and kendall doing a solo that's called dig it they are dancing with plastic snow shovels and uh they add and hard, hard hats, hats and suspended jorts remarkable disgusting remarkable disgusting i you know i uh as someone who's involved in like visual and performing arts and things if you're gonna do something a little hokey you need to go all out and so they're doing a a dance called dig it dude and they have shovels and i can't be bothered it's hilarious it's it's dumb it's It's dumb and bad But it's it's dumb and bad in like the best way. It's t- I, I thought it was so funny. Um, and then Abby says, Abby says, in their rehearsal, she says, "These girls are moving slowly. Nobody is going to be digging this routine." Oh my god! This, I, that's why you like this episode so much because it was full of dad jokes. Yes, this episode was funny as Probably hell. Why I didn't think it was all that fun. I put in my notes uh, <laughs> after that joke. I just put boo. <laughs> boo. <laughs> Um, we see Maddie's solo rehearsal for like maybe 20 seconds. Oh, there, yeah, there's nothing. It's great. She's she's yeah. crushing it. Goodbye. Um, we see the moms upstairs in the Lido deck. Christy asks if Abby is just like picking on Nia in this like dance in this moment. And Jill's like, oh, I need to um, go downstairs and check on something super non-suspicious. Don't ask me any questions because yeah. it's super not weird. And then she goes downstairs and... And the other mom's like, that was really fucking weird. And then Jill asks Gia, one of the other, um, like, teachers, one of the other instructors, to work with Kendall in Studio B on the duet without and Nia. Gia's first response was, um, I'm on break right now. Yeah, I'm which, literally on my break. God, I love that energy. Ugh, I'm it's on like, break. Don't talk to me. And Jill's like, oh, so you can help? And she's like, <coughs> I guess. I guess, like, because whatever. the camera's on me right now. And yeah, I I'll take my break later, I guess. Yeah. Um, but the gag is that the moms typically sit in these like carpeted risers that face down into the studio a, but on the other side of the riser, you can face down into studio B so they can see this from the top. I never once realized that. Yeah. On the other side, because they never, no one's ever in there from like the, from the dance mom's perspective. It's always used for other stuff, but on the other side of the risers, you can absolutely see the buffoonery and tomfoolery happening in studio B. We do love some tomfoolery. Do we? The moms are, the moms see it and Christy immediately snitches and tells Holly. She's like, uh, Jill's doing a private without you with Kendall and G. 
Um, and so Nia, or not Nia, Holly and Christy also now has inserted herself into this. Uh, Kelly's staying upstairs. She's like, fuck you guys, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Christy goes downstairs with Holly to ask Jill, like, what's going on? And Jill's like, yeah, and what about it? She's like, I'm doing something to get my kid ahead. Well, she said. And what? Yeah, Christy says something about, like, the pyramid itself, like getting, you know, Kendall moved up or whatever. And Jill says, quote, I have to do what's best for Kendall and me. And then, like, it hard cuts to something else, which, like, weird. you just told on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I have to she do what's best like, for Kendall what and about me. It? Yeah. Christy then says that Jill should be on the pyramid instead of Kendall, which I thought was a, <laughs> a funny it's like, little Because it's all about Jill. Yes, it is. Um. So then we see the group dances, like, getting costumes, like, being, like, doled out to the children. Um, Abby makes this comment about, like, love and, like, being in a relationship or whatever. And then she, like, very inappropriately tells the children about doing speed dating. Well, she first says, quote, think of me on my last date. What? It was in L.A. Why? Would you bring that up? Just why? Just literally why? She's like, so apparently this guy that she that they alluded to in the limo lives in L.A. And <coughs> she goes, but he doesn't want to move all the way here. And Paige goes, I don't blame him. I Oh, my God. <laughs> I think what she means is she doesn't blame someone who wouldn't want to leave L.A. But. But it doesn't sound like it that. It reads like she's not only dunking on <laughs> Abby, but just like the city of Pittsburgh she's as like, well. She's like, gross. Who would want to live yeah, here? Yeah. Obviously, he wouldn't want to move here. And the moms upstairs like can hear this conversation. And they're like, that guy that Abby's talking to is gay. Yes. I don't know who he is. I don't know what, like, I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. Um, but then Abby's like, do you, don't you think that if we've been talking for so long, he should give me a ring? And then Kelly goes, why would you want to be engaged to a gay man? And the, yeah. <laughs> They're all like, and Holly, that man's gay. Well, and Holly's like, oh, it could be like a friendship one. And then Christy <laughs> says, or a beard. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. I mean. Absolutely. And I, we never see this man. We never get this man's name or anything like that. It's just this like nameless, faceless person that they're all alluding to. But apparently there's something going down with someone who is gay. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, and then Abby starts telling the kids about speed dating. And it's weird. The they're, group- like, they're like shocked and also giggling. They're just like, oh, oh this is this super is weird. Yeah, because the concept of dating to them yeah. is probably crazy foreign. And their teacher dating. It's yeah. like, ew. That's it's, a teacher. I mean, shit, know. just seeing your teacher, when you were in, like, school, just seeing a teacher out at, like, the, the grocery, grocery store. store was so bizarre. It's like, like seeing a dog walk on its hind legs. Yeah, like, oh, you don't live at school? Yeah. Like, you that's eat food? Weird. What? You get food from where I get food from? No. I saw a no. couple, uh, stu- when I was teaching, I saw a couple students at my Kroger, and they very much reacted like that, too. Yeah. And I was in, like, workout clothes. They had only ever seen me in, like, khakis and a Tucked in, buttoned down, usually with a tie. Nice. That's all they ever saw me as. And now I'm wearing, like, joggers and a tank top. They're like, ugh. They're like, what the fuck? They're like, did you lose your job? Are you homeless? Yeah. Mr. Farmer, are you okay? (laughs) Have a life. (laughs) Um, We see the group rehearsals group rehearsal with the dresses and they look really cool. I think that, you know, it comes together later, but they look really cool. Um. Okay, now we're back in, or we're going to the competition. We're in New Jersey now. Apparently, New Jersey is a bad omen. There's one anecdote about New Jersey. They're like, every time, which was only one other time, it was when Abby had the breakdown when the candy apples beat them and she started crying. That was was in New Jersey. That was a 
that was crazy like catastrophic thing that happened yeah but but so, every time it was yeah they impli- yeah the implication of saying every time implies that like there's, there's a bunch more, yeah but, no it's just one um and then we begin the gaslighting of Nia so Nia has like a <laughs> slight cough just like a you like what you're going through right now just like a little bit of a some some nothing really serious. And Abby is like, oh, my God, Nia's dying. And so she pulls Maddie aside, and she's like, Maddie, do you know Nia's part for the duet? And Maddie's and like, Maddie's like, not really. Not really. <laughs> and she's like, go have Kendall teach it to you in case Nia can't do the duet. And she's like, okay, which we never see them do that. That never happens. Um, Abby tries to talk to Nia in the hall and tells Nia, hey, if uh, you can't do this, Maddie can do it. And she's like, okay, great she's like but i'm doing it yeah and then jill pulls nia aside and she's like if you don't if you can't do the dance you can you you may not be able to tell miss abby but you can tell me and we can just pull it and nia's like i know i can come tell you but i'm gonna do it yeah and then holly's like what was that about and she's like i don't know it's very weird but nia good for her like just strong and confident she's She's like like, yeah i have a little cough and i understand she's like like, i'm I'm acknowledging that you're trying maybe trying to be kind or manipulative but i'm gonna (laughs) treat you like you're being kind right now yeah i appreciate that i'm doing it yeah i'm chill thank you i know that you're trying to be helpful i see the opportunity for me reaching out if i need help but i'm i'm chilling she is dr holly's daughter that's for damn sure t t um okay we see mckenzie doing her solo her little camo outfit for her love is war is a sleigh. She kills this number. She, she literally does so good. She danced well. I could not enjoy anything because the drums in the music that she was dancing to uh-huh. were tuned so oh, terribly. I literally did not even hear Homie, that. it was... Yeah, I dude, it stressed me out. It sounded like a middle school band concert. Like Yikes. those that level I didn't even of like notice that. bad dr- dude, it was awful. Gross. Um, Abby says that she my notes say that she dodged well. Maybe that means she looked danced good. well, maybe. She looked good on stage. She needed to use her face more. Yeah. Yeah. That's just what the note she gives to everybody. Um yes. she they that, go back what? Sorry, I was gonna say that has become a far more uh, frequent comment of hers. Yep. And so I wonder if over the, you know, couple seasons that we've seen of like the kids maturing as dancers, it's now a little bit less focused on just like remembering a dance. Right. They've and got now it's that. more like performing Acting. said dance, which is yeah. true. That's I, I give the oh, same yeah. comments to, to my kids as they get older throughout high school. It's less about just like remembering the parts, remembering where to move, putting your feet in time. And now it's like actually performing the heck out of it. Correct. Correct. Um, they go back to the green room. Abby gives her a hug. Um, and then she again <sighs> makes a comment about how Bernardsville is not that far away from New York, which I guess it's not now that we've debunked that, but it's still stupid. Um, Jill puts Kendall or pulls Kendall into the hallway and she's like, we're just going to go to the bathroom really quick. And she's like, Kendall, come on. Um, Gia is also in the hall and she's like, Jill's it- like, Hey, can you watch Kendall do this? And she's like, sure. I guess do it once full out and I'll give you a little bit of critique. Um, and it was it. This was not intentional. It seems. It seems as though Gia, like she seemed like she walked in through know. another door. But like I think Jill knew that Gia was actually in the bathroom. Maybe. Oh, maybe. And was like, we're gonna go to the bathroom. There's a good. Yes, obviously, there's a really good chance that that is not how I saw it. But now that you've said that, I. 
I don't know. It seems sus. Um, sus And AF. then Abby is like, hey, Holly, go look for them. Are they, like, really? What's going on? They've been gone for too long. Holly, like, sees them, and she's like, oh, my God. Hi, Jill. Guess you didn't expect Guess to see, didn't expect me, to see out me out here. Guess you here. And Jill's like, oh, no, it's, like, totally fine. Like, what's going on? Holly's like, if you're writing the duet, why is Nia not out here? And she's like, oh, well, I, we were just running through it really quick. And the, it's just bullshit back and forth, back and yes. forth, back and forth. Holly goes back into the green room and gets Nia. And she's like, Abby, they're having a private. Or Gia's out in the hallway working with Kendall. And Abby is, like, surprised. She's like, "Yes, Gia is out there working with Kendall? And she's like, yeah. And Abby's like, Holly, that's Jill who's like manipulated Gia into yes. doing this. Gia would never do that. Yeah, she's like, this was not like me. This is not Gia. This is Jill. And Holly's like, yeah, I know it is. Jill's argument is that she's this is not a private lesson. She's like, I'm not having We're a not private. Paying for it. Because she's not paying for it and she didn't schedule it. And it's part of Gia's job. I, this is so annoying to me. And also we get back into the green room. And at one point Kendall's crying. And that's annoying to me. It's just all stupid. It's just all... She's like, this is part of Gia's job is to give notes. It's like, yeah, but you are openly looking for every single opportunity you can to get your kid ahead of everybody else. Yeah, it's not that so, you want your kid to be better. It's that you want them to be ahead of everyone else. To be the best. Yeah, it, yeah it, it's not it's just stupid. for the sake of the improvement of the child. It is for, like climbing over all of the right, others. Right, right. It's for, it's almost like competition for competition's sake. It's yes. like, this isn't really helping anything. It's annoying. Correct. Um. Period. That was wild. I happened to point at her and she meowed. I'm sorry, am I moving too much, Liza? She is so, she is loafing hard right now. Yeah. Every time oh, I cough or laugh, it just like moves her It just shakes her bit. just a little bit. It's yeah. really funny. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we do see the duet. The costumes are goofy as fuck. The hard hats, the plastic snow shovels that are as tall as they are, the stretchy jorts with the suspenders. It's the village people. Also, this dance is like a little sexual, which is strange to me. There was a lot of like sass, which is like, you know, it's not really sass. It's something else. It was just weird. I really didn't like it. Jill says that she's pleased and she's proud and thinks that they crushed it. And then we have a commercial. Okay. So we come back, we come back from the commercial. It's Maddie solo time. I did not realize this beforehand, but apparently the solo is about God. There's like a lifeline and there's like a prayer and like God send me a lifeline. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, the chokehold that the asymmetric skirt had on the 2010s is insane. Every like costume is either like high in the front, like low in the back, or it's like high on one hip, low on the other. Like it's just, ugh, I miss the 2010s so much. I miss 2013 and 2014. Actually, 2012 to 2014 specifically. I miss him so bad. Um, Melissa is sobbing. Obviously, duh. There? Maddie kills it. Obviously, duh. And Abby's like, she's probably going to win. Great. It's copy and paste, rinse and repeat. It's typical Maddie shit. Yep. Um, in Back in the green room, Christy brings up... Um, or no, sorry. Yeah, Christy brings up that she got kicked out of the limo to Jill. She's like, what the fuck was that? It's like, were you trying to humiliate me? Were you trying to embarrass me? Because that was pretty fucking humiliating and embarrassing. And then Jill says, there's four other people. Why am I the fall guy? She was just the messenger after all. No, it, it was, you said it was your idea the whole time. And you were like, I hope this benefits Kendall. 
You, yeah, this but, was your idea. Yes, but kicking Christy out of the limo wasn't. That genuinely <sighs> was not her idea. And then she she did uh, very, very quickly attempt to advocate on Christy's behalf. Like, like she's not even going to really be with whatever. you. Like, it's yeah. going to be fine. And then Abby was like, if she goes, I'm not going. Jill's like, cool. All right, whatever. Whatever. And All it, morals abandoned. Yeah, Kelly's like, when we did this like standoff a couple weeks ago for my sake, it was because we were a team. And when we do shit like this behind each other's backs, it doesn't really feel like we're a team anymore. And Jill goes, I didn't do it behind your back. I did it right in front of your face and to benefit my child. And Christy says, honestly. At least you're honest. I, yeah, you're honest. I'd prefer that to someone being sneaky and lying and whatnot. Yeah, whatever. Um, then we go to see the group perform. The male singer in the track kill Josh act- Groban, who? You know what I mean? He, he is he was crushing, crushing it. it. Paparazzi who? The, uh, it was everything. Yeah, the dance, or I'm sorry, the dance. The music sounded like, it was like a musical number from like a lesser Disney film. Yeah, it was, he was crushing yeah, it. Yeah, he was going after it. I don't really understand the narrative of the dance still with Nick and Brooke and Maddie and everyone else being in love with Nick. It still looked really good. I yes, just didn't understand what was going on. No, I don't think you really need Nick to. I, yeah, there were several parts where I was like, oh, wow. Like, they were yeah. very, like, together and everything the, was good. The material that their dresses is made out of is tulle, and the tulle flowed very well, so it, like, added to the image. It was very pretty. Um, Abby says that they think, it, that she thinks that everyone did good, but she doesn't think that they're going to win. Duh. She says a lot of people came up to her afterwards and said, everyone oh, we loved, loved it. That was so that. good. And she I don't was think like, we're going to win. I have a different opinion. Of course you do. Um, the awards are next. We see the uh, this MC in his frosted tips. Uh, everything. Yes. Every, so important to me. <laughs> Mackenzie Solo gets second, which is great. We love that for her. Yes, ma'am. Um, Maddie gets second. Yikes. And you can tell that when she goes up there and gets her award that she's trying to blink back the tears. And it's very sad. Yeah, because she never loses no and she doesn't very rare she doesn't have the coping mechanisms to deal with what she might perceive as failure or letting someone down for her it is so she's just freaking out yeah i and and she's we've kind of discussed this a little bit as well that maddie is such a perfectionist even at this young of an age Uh um that like if she does anything that is even slightly imperfect like second place which is great for which basically is everyone else literally not even that bad but at if all she, if she gets second that is considered failure for her yeah it's really i don't know I, it makes me sad like when i see her like doing that kind of thing and like freaking out at like it yeah. makes me sad. Abby then also says, uh, uh-oh, Maddie is the one kid I can count on winning. I guess this just shows you can't put all your eggs into one basket. Like, oh, really, Abby? Girl, girl, Saying the girl. quiet part out loud that you have obviously been putting all your eggs into the Maddie basket. Also, she got second one time, <coughs> and she's going to be probably on the bottom of the pyramid next week. You're going to punish her an improportionate amount. Uh, or disproportionate or, amount. Or she's just going to keep her on the top and be like, it's just... Just one slip up and the rest of you were even worse. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who the fuck knows? She'll find a way. Well, Abby always finds a way. That's true. Nia and Kendall get fifth. And Jill now all of a sudden is blaming the choreography. I blame the costumes. I think as soon as they walked out, they were immediately like detracted points because they are deducted points because their costumes are goofy as hell. Their costumes look so fucking stupid. Um, and then the group gets second. That was what I was That's surprised about. Wild to Some me. Some other group must have just absolutely crushed it. 
Liza. What are we doing here? She's she's actively like just becoming liquid and falling off of my lap. I'm gonna take a video of this. Liza, what are we doing? She's going down, dude. What's like Do you want help? You want your belly tickled? There's not a single thought behind those eyes. She's literally falling off of my lap right now. Should I she save is her? Slumped. Should I save her? Oh, there oh. she goes. <laughs> oh, are you okay, little baby? <laughs> At this point, she's just a little embarrassed. She's probably going to attack my hand in a second. The pride. The pride is what's wounded the worst. Yeah. Go look at our Instagram feed. I'm going to post that <laughs> with the title slide for this uh, episode. She's so cute. Oh, my God. What a this cute cat. little baby. Um, so after the awards, we walk into the green room. Abby. Oh, the girls walk in first. And they're, like, kind of giggling and whatever. And I think that this demonstrates that they're just children and they don't really give a fuck about anything except hanging out with their friends. Right. Because they don't seem scared. No, and Kelly's just... like, you guys seem awfully happy for second place. And it's almost like, yeah, well, we stopped by the concession stand and we all got some Airheads Extremes. Yeah. And then we saw a cute boy and he looked at us and we all giggled and ran away. And then we ran out into the <coughs> parking lot and it was really cold. And then we came back inside and we all drank Sprite and now we're back here. It's like very that energy. Oh, yeah. Abby comes in and she's like, well, well, well. Yep. You dumb bitches. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you have the audacity to feel joy? Yeah, she's like, I think some of you need to be knocked down a peg. Maddie and Mackenzie, namely. And she says <laughs> that some of them just need a break. And it's that's really scary to me. Maddie has been crying, you can tell. One of her eyelashes is full, like fake eyelashes is just fully gone. And her nose is a little red, so she's probably been crying. Yeah. And Abby does the really toxic, I love you, but you suck performing arts thing where she's like, look, I don't want to be mad. I don't want to be upset with you, but your performance makes me feel this way, which is so fucked up. She, yeah, she said she wonders if the kids actually love to dance like fucking what, Abby? She says, and I quote to the kids, I don't want to be nasty, but sometimes it takes tough love. It, it really doesn't, actually. What's actually really fucked up about that is that it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't just take tough love. No. That's, and, that is an excuse that's used by people who were on a power trip. Correct. And when, Abby, have you ever given the kids actual love? Helpful criticism? Never. Or, or love, unconditional, uh, unconditional love, or the love of an educator? Never. She just doesn't do that Never. shit. It's always, quote-unquote, tough love with you, Abby. It's such bullshit. Anyway, that's the episode. Look at this fucking cat. I I literally don't know what to do about her. I, I want to feel this energy so badly. She is just curled up into a little oh, cinnamon roll. What a little baby. I want to just like tickle her belly, but I don't want to ruin. She'll bite your hand. I know. I don't want to ruin what's going on here. She's in just like. You don't want to throw off the vibe. Oh, pot- oh boy. <laughs> well, that's the end of the episode. It's very, it ends on kind of like a weak note of Abby being like weirdly foreboding. I, what, I'm not doing it. She's attacking my arm. I'm not doing anything, Liza. You're existing and that's a problem for her. She's lightly, just like the tips of her claws, just kind of patting at my arm. No, I'm she's not. She's letting you know it. that she is the apex predator If in the she room. gets a grip on my arm. I, she's going to fuck it up. Exactly. And I don't <laughs> need that to happen. Look at your little toe beans. Oh my God. All right. Stop it. <laughs> um, okay. You got a song for this week? You bet Farmer, I do. What you got? Hang on. I'm gonna, I, I hope I've timed this out correctly. I don't Probably think I not. Have, but, yeah. <laughs> and maybe oh, 
over the floor a little bit. Yes, yes. What is the actual name of this song? I'm Just a Kid by Simple Plan. Simple Plan. I always think... Simple Plan. I never remember what the name of the band is. Every once in a while, I get on like a little bit of like an emo kick. Oh, oh, girl, (coughs) you're... Yeah, oh, yeah, I feel that. like alternative rock, 2010s shit. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, Fall Out Boy. Oh, yeah. Panic, the old school Panic panic at the Disco. My Chemical Romance, all that shit. Oh, my God, yes. Yes, yes, yes. You bet your booty. Um, The song that I have picked this week is a song that was plugged by Brittany Broski on her podcast last week. That on I the was... Broski Report hosted by your Brittany Broski. <laughs> it's uh, the Broski Report with Brittany Broski hosted by Brittany Broski, the host of the Broski Report with Brittany Broski. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> so fucking funny. Um, She plugged this song. I had not heard this song before. I It's by the 1975. I kind of skipped that phase. I don't know why I didn't get into them as a kid, but I really didn't. But they have a song that's called I'd Love It If We Made It. And it's a song about like. I love it if we made it. Yeah. It's more of like. It's almost kind of like we didn't start the fire. But a little bit more romantic than that. And um, what's that guy's name? What's the lead singer of the 1975's name? I don't know. But I like. Oh my God. I'm having. I forget a song. Maddie Healy. Jesus Christ. Maddie Healy. Um, Maddie Healy is singing about like all of the fucked up shit happening in the world. And like, it's this thing that's happening. It's this thing that's happening. It's this, it's this. And he ends every verse by saying modernity has failed us. Like the idea of like, we're past the point of technology and social structures being helpful. And now we're being threatened and failed by the systems that we've created. And, but then the beginning of the chorus is I'd love it if we made it. So it's, it's almost like, a little hopeful. Yeah, like all of this shit is happening, but I hope you and I make it. Even though the world is like actively burning around us and everything fucking sucks, that I'd is, love it if we made it. That is so perfect. It's the best. Like 2010s alt rock. No, this is well, rock. I mean, yeah, it came out in 2021. No, I mean, like it it just very much is that. But like, it is that, vibe. yeah. All right, is let's... that look at what the year is on that Spotify album? When did that album come out? Oh god. A commentary on social relationships on the internet or something like that a brief inquiry into online relationships yeah what Man, what year did that come out oh god view album ladies and gentlemen dear listeners you are actively listening to a boomer try and figure out spotify <laughs> oh and god. i can't see about 10 also liza's chewing on her leg 2018 oh really yeah oh dang i thought it was newer than that okay I found that albums always like came out earlier than i think that they did <laughs> i always miss the hype <laughs> i'm just late i'm late to the party <laughs> yeah me too honestly Dude, I didn't get on Instagram until like a year ago. Yeah, true. Run that track, DJ. All right. What was it called? Which one? I'd it? love it if we made it. If we made it. Fuck. This is a long. Wait, where is it? Oh, my God. Do you need me to do it? This is embarrassing for you. No, here we go. Okay. It's very 1975. Do I need to skip ahead at all? Yeah, skip to like uh, a minute in. I 
do like this. He lists like a bunch of like world events, and then this is the chorus. But it's got that dee 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 that I really like. The, little, the twinkly stuff. Yeah. Yeah, in the background, I like it too. Anyway, there's also a really sick um, guitar part towards the end that's really, really nice. Anyway, I really, really fuck with that song a lot. I know that 1975 is relatively problematic, but that song really fucks me up. If I'm listening to it, if it catches me at the right time, I'll like tear up a little bit. <laughs> like it really, really gets me. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Pyramid. You can follow us on all of the different social media platforms. Follow us on Instagram is where we post the most. It's at Liza, stop. That's not the that's not the Sorry, handle, she's actually. clawing up the wires. Um follow us on Instagram at the Pyramid Pod. Um send us an email, the Pyramid Podcast at gmail.com. There's a link tree in the show notes with all of our shit. Um let's see. Oh, we need to come up with a poll for this week. Ooh, yeah. Uh come on, farmer, what you got? <coughs> oh, I don't know. The default one that if you, unless you tell Spotify, you don't want to add in a question, it will say, what did you think of this episode? And I don't want to open that up because I know you bitches are praying on my downfall. So I don't want to open that up to anybody. I, I think Liza probably is, but she's oh, just. Oh my God. This cat is so. Oh, she's on one right now. She has the craziest look in her Well, eyes. yeah, you're fucking with her. You're touching her toe I'm beans. just existing near her and she. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Because I've raised a feminist and she's like, oh, and I'm next to a man. Time to fuck some shit up. <laughs> oh, I have a question. If you're for the poll, if your friends like, you know, all expenses paid, you only have to show up. If y- if your friends like hooked you up like this, would you do speed dating? Yes or no? In person, you're at a restaurant. Oh, that sounds like a blast. I would. I some people would not. I think I well for for I'm a pretty extroverted person, uh, but also if we could like limit the age range, like I don't want there to be like fifty year old people. You're not. Come on, you would date a you would date a mom. Oh, that's not what I said. There are moms. My, I've never mind. Uh, Ugh, gross. Wait, what? I don't know. I just hated that sentence. It really bothered me. It's just the way that you said it was just like so fuckboy. No, you also are assuming that moms are 50 and that's not the case. I guess that's true. Not me being ageist. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fucked up of me. Honestly, I would like to apologize to every 50 year old who's listening to this. (laughs) I don't think you're a mom. And I would love to apologize to every mom who's not 50. I don't think you're old. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's my formal apology. That's my notes. Apology apology. (laughs) on behalf of all of the moms who are not 50. Okay, cool. Um, but I just like I. What do I have in common with a fit? Don't, 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 don't do it. But I'm going to say the sentence. What do I have in common with a fifty year old? Not much. And so I'd be more. It's okay. Up. You're you're saying it in your head, ah. and that's the mind game. Yeah, you've played the long game. That yes. now I'm doing the dunking on myself. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more satisfying than watching your victim do the self dunk. I can see it. It makes me really happy. Just like, yeah, I'm hitting myself in yep. the face. You're alley-ooping back onto your own face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why is that? So answer the poll in the um, description. It's only on Spotify, so sorry if you are listening on another platform. But on but other platforms, we love you as well. Yes, we Feel do love you. Feel free to leave a review yeah, and email, there. Yeah, email us your thoughts about speed dating or your stories about speed dating. Or if you've been on a really bad date, send us an email and tell us about your really bad date. Because yes. Lord knows Eli and I have been on a bunch of them. 
I haven't been on a ton of bad dates. But I just... think the women that you date would disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've been on bad dates as the person who made them I bad. I said I haven't been on a bunch. Oh, okay. Maybe oh, not everyone. God, I don't know if I no. should tell. I'll tell you this story afterwards. Oh, God. I'm so scared. I, I told it to Leah, and she thought it was hilarious. Okay, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll think it's it funny. She's educated, air. so maybe I'll think it's funny, yeah, too. Yeah, I, I told it off air, but... Uh, You've I, been on bad dates. You just didn't on, know. Well, I've been on <laughs> dates that, like... It was it was like, okay, this just this didn't work fine. out. It yeah. wasn't like a bad date yeah, where yeah, like yeah. you find out that one person's like a cult member or something like that. Oh god. Or just like something Sure, you know, yeah, something crazy. Something crazy. Uh they're like, I think you're really attractive because you remind me of my dad. Yeah. And you're like, whoop, gotta go. Yeah, that's a bad <laughs> that's date. That's a bad date, yeah. But I've been on dates that like that was the only time we saw each other where it's like, okay, well, you know It's like whatever. We tried, it didn't work didn't out. Didn't work whatever. whatever. Yeah. That I don't consider a bad date. Yeah. It just didn't there's just no longevity to it, but it's not bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. We did it, gang. We did it, gang. Cyberbully me at Eli underscore Farmer underscore. Yes, you can follow me in real life at not in real life, but you can follow my actual. <laughs> <laughs> Don't please follow me in real life. Good God. Um, it's my just like a actual line of pyramid listeners outside yeah. your house. <laughs> but all all four of them, both of them. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. We have a bunch. Um, my my personal Instagram and Eli's personal Instagram are in the caption or the description of the pyramid account. So if you follow the pyramid on Instagram, you will see both of us in the description of that. Um, gang, thanks for another solid podcast episode. Loving this. Loving you guys. Same time next week. Liza, do you have any parting thoughts? Not. Not. She doesn't even have any thoughts at all at any point ever. One. No, not a single thought. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.